Deathwatch. Hello and welcome to Deathwatch Productions. This is Justin. I'm going to be your game master today for uh, a one-shot Call of Cthulhu game called Seeker of the Depths. Um, before we get into it, we'll introduce the players and their characters. We'll start with Brandon. I'm Brandon. I'm playing Arthur Johansson, a river guide who's lived in the wild most of my life, just uh, guiding people along the Colorado River, and uh, we'll be helping to investigate some mystery in the Grand Canyon. Hi, I'm Chris. I'm playing Dr. Eugene Tardahan. Is that close enough mm-hmm. for you there? All right. Uh, a doctor uh, who has recently come under some mental trauma and had to take a sabbatical from work, taken a vacation due to a train wreck that lost, caused him to lose a bunch of patients. Hi, I'm Travis. I'll be playing James Higgins. Uh, I come from some money, so I've been able to afford to indulge my interest in the occult or old stories, so that's what I'm currently doing. I'm Josiah, and I'm... William Sterling, a devout archaeologist, uh, always, always digging through the past because those who don't remember the past, destined <laughs> to repeat it. <laughs> and John? I'm John playing Harold Jacobson. He's a, a, uh, another outdoorsman. He's uh, currently taking jobs with uh, Arthur Johansson. Uh, I was rescued by an Indian tribe. When I was young, my family had died of scarlet fever. Thank you, John. Um, so today's adventure is going to be based on a little bit of urban legend from the 1900s. Uh, by the there was an article uh, in the Arizona Gazette uh, where there was an interview with a scholar by the name of G. E. Kincaid, who claimed that he had found Egyptian hieroglyphics and artifacts in the Grand Canyon. He claimed that he had been uh, sent by the Smithsonian and that he had sent artifacts back to the East to be verified. But, as the legend goes, it was considered a fake story, uh, and the Smithsonian has disavowed all knowledge of G.E. Kincaid or the expedition that he had undergone. Uh, in the game, we are picking up ten years later after G.E. Kincaid has refused to acknowledge that uh, it was a false story and has managed to convince the Smithsonian to send experts to uh, help him verify officially all of the things that he had claimed. Uh, now, uh, James Higgins and William Sterling were sent as uh, archaeologists to help him verify and translate anything that he may have found, uh, while Arthur Johansson and Harold Jacobson are river guides that are going to be helping them find their way through the Grand Canyon. And Dr. Eugene McTarnahan has... Uh, is there to try and make sure nobody dies. Hmm. Um, so we're going to pick up at the uh, entrance where they're uh, putting into the Grand Canyon. And uh, G.E. Kincaid is speaking to the group. And so he's he's laying out uh, the plan. He says, 
We expect that this will take three months of expedition. We will be thoroughly combing certain areas of the Grand Canyon. And with all luck, I will prove my theories are correct and get the acknowledgement from the Smithsonian that I deserve. Uh, I had managed to sneak back to the original location, but had found that the tunnel that I had followed down into the ancient structure had collapsed. But given its location and how far we had gone underground, I believe that there will there may be other entrances to this uh, Egyptian temple. So we are going to be starting at the head of the Grand Canyon uh, and heading down into the... Um, the first area just on the other side of Bright Angel River, uh, we will be searching uh, up in this area on the eastern side of the Grand Canyon. Then we will continue down river as we explore. We will have uh, four different resupplies, uh, eventually passing by the original temple that I had found and continuing past it until... Our last expected uh, search area will be about halfway through the Grand Canyon um, near the Powell Plateau. So, I understand, Mr. William Sterling, that the uh, Smithsonian has sent you because I did not manage to document all of my findings in the manner that they had originally anticipated for verification. And with your help... I fully expect that we will vindicate me and that this will be one of the greatest scientific finds in American history. So does anyone have any questions about what we are after or our plans? Well, Mr. Kincaid, failing to document <laughs> is a very generous description of your previous expedition. Well, when you're out exploring, I had not anticipated to come across a find such as this, so I did the best I could with what I had at my disposal. Um, I had taken several artifacts, but apparently some nefarious knave had stolen them on their route to D.C., and I had my intentions to come back with a full scientific team thwarted by the Smithsonian because they refused to send the team that I needed when I had it. And because of their late timing, the cave collapsed and I lost all of the known areas that I could find it. And have, did you, were these artifacts out of your possession? What, what What's the story? Of course of they were out of my possession. I, I had packed them up in crates and I had sent them on a train that I had been guaranteed, <laughs> guaranteed that they would be safe along their route. And the train was robbed? The train entered Boston and my crate had been taken. It was no longer on the train. Interesting. Well, I'd say I'm quite ready to go. Well, All right. I'm a, I'm a simple man <laughs> and an honest one <laughs> and known as a straight shooter that'll always deal fair. So I have to say, I don't actually know what an Egyptian artifact looks like. Well, I guarantee you that when we find the temple that I had found previously, that you will be in awe of the things that we come across. All right. And they will be apparent. Okay. Well, I just don't want to see it, not realize it's important, not point it out to anybody. That is why Mr. Sterling and Mr. Higgins will be joining us, and they will be able to verify anything. If you see anything, 
speak to them and they will verify its authenticity. A question for our guides. Is there much native traffic in the Grand Canyon in these times? Well, my reputation is flawless, <laughs> and I'm well known as the best river guide to be found. <laughs> so I can tell you with some authority that there are, what is it, Hopi? Hopi Indian, it, it, uh, yeah, Apache. Yeah. Yeah, there are several Indian groups that are in the area, although much of the Grand Canyon has been taken as government property. Um, and so there are certain areas that we are not supposed to be entering, although should it come to it, should our discoveries lead us there, then we must persevere where needed. Yeah, what year is this? 19? Uh, 1919. 19. And what season or date? Uh we are at the tail end of uh, summer, so it's um, beginning of September. Uh, the weather is just starting to cool, um, and it is expected that the expedition will be done before winter comes. All right. If there are no more questions, then I suppose we should be on our way. Mr. Johansson, if you please, let's set out. Okay, so where are we, we're putting in right at the head of the Colorado River? Yeah, uh, we'll be, you'll be the... putting in right up here and working your way down. Okay. So uh, roll and navigate. Right. Everybody in the boat. <laughs> now, and... am I using the green or the purple one? What are we? Um, it's not a dis. it's not at a, oh, what is Penalty. It? Penalty, right. so. Um, the green one. Yeah, so use the green one. It'll. That's just the basic rule. Yeah. I have success. All right. So yeah, your knowledge of the river um, makes the day's travel nice and smooth. Um, you hit a few small rough patches of of river, but uh, for the seasoned guides, they're nothing. And for the the doctors, it's a little bit of excitement, but not nothing too too much um so yeah at the end of the first day you managed to make it um down a good chunk of the river uh so far you haven't reached the point where you're going to be actually starting your exploration so uh yeah you make camp and does this uh circle yeah. here represent where we're going the red one down there yeah that was the location that he had originally found mm found it at are you saying we've got to go beyond that now so you're going to take the the tri the uh river down till you get to your first location um i can't read the name of that valley there but yeah you'll be reaching that point and then um heading up into the mountainous terrains to try and look for any caves that may enter or you may be able to enter into um so yeah, with that Did navigation tell roll. him that that those hills are swarming with Apache. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, I believe the northern side was Hopi. And as I understand it, they're quite peaceful. <laughs> uh, the Hopi, yeah. It it depends on on your disposition towards them, but yes, for the most I part. have uh, <laughs> strong ties to the Hopi. I think that that as long as we 
treat them with respect and respect their ancestors. Though they will be no danger to us. All right. Um, so yeah, another navigation roll for the second day. Were you talking about Marble Canyon? Um, this one right here. Okay. Yeah. All right, so another navigation roll from Arthur Johansson and Harold Jacobson. Toss yours in there as well. All right. So, yeah, two successes. Yeah, you make it another good chunk down down the river. Um, at your, once you're – so let's see. You make it down to about here on the map. So mm-hmm. one more good solid day should get you to where you're going. Uh, at this point, the, the river is going to be getting a little bit rougher. Um, Arthur and – uh, Harold, you you know that the next stretch of of the train is going to have some rapids, and and uh, you're going to need to make sure everybody's prepared. Okay. All right. Yeah, we've got a rough stretch coming, so people can easily be thrown off the boat here, <laughs> and you'll drown for certain. I feel like that's going to be my fate. Yeah. <laughs> Could I? Could I check all of our rigging on our luggage? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Do a spot hidden. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'll do a... I'm just looking for any sloppiness or <laughs> unprofessionalism by the guides and strapping down our supplies. Yeah. I'd say do a spot hidden. Yeah, um, looks like someone is going to get thrown off the boat. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you, should, you should give him a penalty, though, because nice. I'm a constant distraction to him. Mr. Sterling, now do you think that there actually is Egyptian artifacts here? What do you think of this? Absolutely not. <laughs> we're, we're thousands of miles away from Egypt. Yes, yes. But look at the canyons, the strata. Uh, surely this is the, the play place of the ancient gods, responsible for all men. Perhaps this was the common meeting place between the Egyptians and the people who now live in this area. Surely that's possible. Surely, some would say anything's possible, but in my experience, Egypt is in the Mediterranean. <laughs> well, quite right. I'm not disputing that. But this is what I'm doing while he's trying to make sure all, all the stuff is okay. I'm just constantly asking him questions about different things. So, everyone uh, make a spot hidden roll uh, for tonight. Oh, Got them doctor eyes. Yes, Mr. Sterling, I do not dispute that, but I'm sure you are aware of the uh, Pangea theory. Yes, that all the continents once were one. Yes. But perhaps the timescales involved in that theory and those of ancient Egypt do not overlap. Perhaps. (laughs) (laughs) I suppose we will find out. I, for one, think that uh, Kincaid has stumbled onto something potentially great. (laughs) Kincaid walks up, he says, ah, a man who recognizes the uh, pure pure brilliance. It worked out. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, uh, so Dr. McTarnahan is, uh, he's he's, uh, just kind of looking at the scenery around and he happens to notice what looks like a, a shelf up about halfway up the cliff face with a small opening in it. Hmm. How would I? Ah, maybe I'll approach one of the guides. Okay. Um, point it out. Um, you know, like, I guess I'll walk up to, uh, what's your name, Brian? 
Arthur? Arthur here. Uh, um, what do you make of that hole up there? In, or was it the plateau? Not plateau. or uh, Up in the cliff shelf. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, what, what do you make of that hole up there on the shelf on the cliff face? <laughs> well, what do I make of it? Um, you know that there are, are shallow caves and, and things like that all throughout the the Grand Canyon. Yeah, there's so. caves all over. All oh, over. really? Yeah. I've been in quite a few of them. I've never found any Egypt in them. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, Kincaid hears, hears, overhears your conversation. He says, cave? <laughs> what, do you, what cave? Well, I run up there, Mr. Kincaid. Uh, easy. He spot it plain as day. Oh, you have the eyes of a hawk, my good sir. I, I never would have noticed that. Uh, Arthur, uh, good sir, I believe in this. I know we're not quite where we should be, but I believe this might be a good opportunity for us to take a look. Uh, well, Whit, uh, you're the how boss. About, I'll let you pull out the, the ropes and see if we can get us up there. All right. Yeah, you're you're in charge, but you're not gonna find anything exciting up there. Uh, don't don't we have to worry about like trespassing on Indian Tatry or? Well, that's part of the reason why I insisted on this this crew that came with us, uh, Harold Jacobson. There, he uh, he knows uh, where the holy territories are that we oh, should right. stay away from, and knows the signs of the Hopi Indian in this territory. So, all right, should uh, I roll I'll my natural sure. world? Well, I, I also have an academic's knowledge of the Hopi as well. I could. Offer that, if needed. Do you now? As I was saying, if you take a look at my map of Pangea I keep in my journal, uh, you'll see that the equatorial band goes right across from southwestern America to Egypt. So if a tribe were to travel or migrate, Pangea. keeping to... <laughs> and so, on and on. So yeah, while, while he's uh, talking the ear off of uh, Mr. Sterling, he, he uh, Harold and Arthur... Get out the pack ropes and and start uh, working their way up. Uh, Arthur, if you want to do a climb check, see if you can make your way up there. Oh man, should I make him a creationist? We all know Earth is almost seven thousand years old. I don't know what you babbling on about. Uh, yes, yeah, see, on that time <laughs> yeah. scale, that would precisely fit with what I'm saying, Mister Sterling. So yeah, uh, Arthur, you have no problem getting getting up there and uh, second person up uh, once the rope is secure is. Uh, Mr. Jacobson, if you want to roll your uh, your special skill, just roll a a D one hundred. Not climb. Okay. Oh, no, no. With the with the rope, you have no problem getting up. I gotta be careful. He's uh, trying to sway into uh, Billy Bush or Bobby Boucher's <laughs> mom <laughs> accent. The devil. <laughs> All right, all that Pangea. <laughs> devil. All right, so you got a forty-four. Uh, once you get to the top, you you notice that there are some uh, markings on the outside of this cave, which is only about two feet high. So if you're going to go in there, it's going to be on your belly. Um, but it does seem to go back in a little ways, uh, and the markings around the outside. Uh, are Hopi markings that indicate uh, danger. Um, and if you and Arthur want to roll your uh, natural world... Because I don't like this, Arthur. Uh, mm. I don't mind going in caves, but looks like there's something dangerous in here. Yeah, well, it's uh, too tight for us to be fitting in there anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, you know that uh, those markings are sometimes placed for caverns that have collapse problems um 
or sometimes they contain they've been found to be like snake dens or things along those lines people go in don't come out or the chup- yeah chupacabra yeah. Eh, not necessarily chupacabra but i'm thinking more like uh <laughs> yes water and, snakes or <laughs> <laughs> yes and yeah. water snakes yes and not the chupacabra <laughs> uh could I have some binoculars like in my bag? Oh, yeah. I'll be watching them through some binoculars then. Nice and safe. <laughs> so, yeah, what do you... Uh, Kincaid is... Uh, Kincaid's uh, yelling at you to, to bring up one of the archaeologists so that they could take a look. Okay. Well, yeah, so I'll tell them, you know, it's got the markings for danger. It could be, could be collapsed. It could, it could be, be uh, snakes rattlesnake den here that the Hopi marked so people don't stumble in there. I don't think there's any Egyptians in it. Alright. Um, so which of the archaeologists is going to be the first one up? Well, I I suppose I'll volunteer. I used to climb trees some 15 years ago. Shouldn't be much more difficult than that. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you get to the top and yeah. and their warnings are, are kind of playing on your mind a little bit that it could be dangerous if you try and go in there. Yeah, um, but you have folks, your. They don't have no lick of sense in their brains at all. <laughs> <laughs> but you were a well-funded uh, expedition, so you have an electric torch, and um, yeah, you you do have the opportunity to go in there. In yeah, I'll, I'll struggle with that device for a minute and uh, proceed cautiously. Okay. So yeah, um, you work your way in, and you can see that it it goes back quite a ways, but it does get narrower and narrow as you oh, get wait, in. Oh, we're just so letting can... him in. Is that, I want to yep. try and dissuade him more. Is point out well. the markings. <laughs> Be a look, yeah, fella. You, it's obvious you shouldn't go in here, as they don't just put these warnings up for nothing. Ah, uh, well, yes, but uh, nothing ventured, nothing gained, good sir. You said yourself you had some schooling on the Hopi. Is just take a look at these markings. Okay, what do I make of them? Anthropology? Would that yeah, maybe come? Yeah, make an anthropology. You want a, like a hard or anything, or just the normal? Um, yeah, we'll do a hard one on okay. this. So, I don't understand how this works. Yeah, I don't know what All right, any so of you those ro- mean. So you rolled a 79 on your first one, 25 on your second roll, and oh, 29 on your third. Okay. Um, so yeah, that would those other ones would be the bonus die. Uh, so, no, you failed on this one. So I'll push. You... Okay. <laughs> Always push. <laughs> okay. So I need a, t- a 25, right. so if, basically. Yeah, if you if you push and fail, you're going to kind of piss off Harold Jacobson by spouting some absolute crap about the Hopi India. Okay. Is that dangerous? 16. All right. Yeah. Always push. Yeah. <laughs> you Always succeeded. Push, um, all right. So, yeah, you, you do recognize him, and, and you do know that it's kind of a broad... Uh, warning uh, that that's used by the Hopi, um, you know, kind of the same way that you know there used to be hobo markings and stuff like that. It, it's just kind of a broad term for this could be dangerous place. Well, well, yes, I do see the signs, but they are rather vague. Yeah. So we do if not I know what could tell be snakes. You to walk into a house and there might be a bear or a rattlesnake. Are you gonna go? Yes. <laughs> I'll just take my head off and shake my head. Yeah. Well, you're, you're just shaking your head, fool, city folk. Yeah. So, I mean, if he insists on going in there, then I'll I'll, I'll follow him. Did you want to do the PVP thing in case he gets in trouble? Where you try to 
dissuade me of it with a roll? No. Oh man! All right, no. the city slicker get himself killed. <laughs> so yeah. you didn't do any? That's his business. Any After like security you, things like uh, tying ropes around your way so they could pull you out if you get stuck or well, anything that's like that? Or... What if they mention it, I'll be yeah. like, "Oh yes, good okay. idea." <laughs> I'm going to suggest to take some. Let's put some rope around you. Maybe we could pull your body out. You got a light source? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's got, got a light torch. torch. All right. Oh, fancy. So yeah, after you guys get all, it's all set all up, <laughs> just that and a tie yeah, and loafers, yeah. we're going to be kind of ad living the the inventory. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I'll have that. I'll wait for them to secure me, and then I'll start proceeding. Okay, downwards, inwards. So yeah, there there is enough room that both you and Arthur can kind of fit side by side in it, even though it's a little bit tight as far as you know uh, vertical space. Um, you two can manage to wiggle your way down about 10, 15 feet in there before it makes a sharp turn downward. Uh, and the cave gets so narrow you can't, you can't uh, move any fo- farther forward. Um, make an archaeology check. Yeah, me too. I'll do one. Uh, you, can, you do a natural world check. Okay. I failed. How much luck do I got? 56. Are we using uh, luck like we do in Travis's, or are yep. we okay? I failed. All right. Mm. So yeah, you you get in there and you don't really notice anything weird. Um, from I... below, you can hear uh, what sounds like dripping water. Um, but yeah, there's <laughs> well, there's more to be explored. But I'm afraid I can't go any further. Yeah. Well, there's plenty of these caves. You know, we don't have to be. Yeah. I told you, there's plenty of these caves all throughout the canyon. Yeah. I mean, this is a hidden one, so whatever's to be found in here has already been found. Can I mimic the sounds secret of a and... chupacabra at the entrance? <laughs> <laughs> if you want to, yeah. What does that sound like, Chuck? Yeah, I, I kind of want to hear this. <laughs> I <have> no idea. <laughs> well, better figure it out quick, because we're, we're waiting. Yeah. Well, let's make our way back to the boat. You know, yeah, I've heard that there there is a, a rumor of an ancient subterranean people that lived underground. I wonder if they lived in such an area. Yeah. But they did. They did. Truly. Yeah. Well, what can you tell me of That's them? what the legends say. Well, I'll tell you back at the boat. <laughs> I, one can talk and, and do other things. Yeah, no, I was just messing with you, Professor. <laughs> I don't know anything about that. Oh, I'm a, a simple shame. man. I'm known as a straight shooter. <laughs> <laughs> all right so at the end i love your ability to key in on two words in your character bio <laughs> yeah. i'll always deal fair so yeah once you get down <laughs> is that your okay. chupacabra impression so yeah for That's for some reason noises <laughs> For some reason, Harold's out there making weird noises at you guys. What you're is that? It. It's to ward away uh, evil, evil spirits if if anybody catches. Oh man, what would it be? Would it be uh, like a appearance almost, like a charisma or an acting check to see if it's believable? Yeah, perform. Yeah, perform. I, I think either like an intim. Well, it could be an intimidate check or um, probably any one of the. <laughs> Versus your occult. There's no way that's a chupacabra, yeah. especially they if they sound like <laughs> this. That's not what they sound like. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, you, you guys come down and Kincaid's, well, what'd you find? I'm afraid nothing of interest this time, sir. Ah, ah 
of course, of course. We couldn't we couldn't expect to to strike gold on the first first toss of a pebble. I'm sure there are dozens of caves that we'll need to explore before we find the right one. <laughs> well, enough for the excitement for the night. How about we turn in? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so yeah, the next day you are going to be heading through some rapids. So um, Arthur and Harold make another navigate check, and everyone else. Uh, make just a straight dexterity check. Wow. Uh, oh, I got it. Are you going to push or do you want me to? Mm. Yeah. Nice. Did you? How did your roll go? I failed as well. Okay. We better push. <laughs> yep. How much did you fail by? Maybe we could just. Maybe I could just. I failed luck. by quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I think you'd have better better option of buying it. Yeah. How much luck do you get? 44. Okay. Yeah, I'll it's just spend 10. some luck to make the roll keeper. Okay. So, yeah, you you struggle through this area because of the rapids. Uh, the undercurrents change regularly, and you manage to notice at the last second, just before you, you hit uh, an eddy that would have flipped the boat. And, yeah, your luck manages to pull you through. Let's see. It looks like... Surprisingly, all of the uh, archaeologists and the doctor managed to stave off any any mishap of being tossed out of the boat or or uh, injured as you go down. They had listened to your your preparations and and uh, followed through. It's because I'm precisely. running from the screams of my dying patients. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you just go into a zen place where you. Just hear them dying over and over again, and roll with the with the waves. I like to think that's what happened when mention of the train occurs too. <laughs> Anything to do with trains? Is it your train on your private property? You just put <laughs> yeah, I just, on the tracks and just <laughs> I flipped it. <laughs> it was all my grandkids. <laughs> uh. All right, so yeah, your third day, you make it down to the, uh, you make it through the rapids and. Uh, you you get to the campsite late, um, so there's no time to explore today. But hmm. uh, Mr. Kincaid is is excited. He he says, "I I can feel it. I can feel that it's here somewhere. I can feel it in these hills." Tomorrow, tomorrow we will we will begin the search in earnest. Um, and yeah, you, you guys settle in. Um, Arthur and Harold make a natural world check real quick. All right. So, Harold, um, as you guys are are setting up, you manage to notice that there is a snake den nearby. Um, and uh, you manage to use an old Hopi Indian uh, trick in order to get the snakes to kind of vacate without... Um, Without attacking anybody, you know this isn't as fun when you guys don't fail your rolls as often. <laughs> it'll it'll happen. happen. <laughs> yeah. But <clears throat> all right, so yeah, uh, you guys settle down, and uh, yeah, tomorrow you will begin the search. Um, now, to just kind of set the stage. You are at the bottom of the Grand Canyon, and you've kind of entered into an area where uh, this the slopes are a little bit easier and more gentle it's not quite straight cliffs um but in order to get to the height where he believes the entrances will be you guys will need to kind of pack in a little bit um 
So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you settle in for the night, and the next morning you will begin working your way up into into the uh, valley looking for those caves. So where uh, where are we about on the map here? So you guys are right here at that bend right there. Um, you'll be working your way up, hoping to find caves up in that area. Yeah. All right. Uh, kind of looking at the other side of that, uh, what is that plateau? The uh, that that name's cut off. Anyway, uh, yeah, that that major plateau there. You'll be looking for entrances up there. So uh, next day, uh, Arthur and Harold make um, navigation checks. It's the Kaibab Plateau. Kaibab. Yeah. All right, next day, navigation. All right, so listen, here's what we're going to do. We're going to head that direction. All right, so yeah, you finished that with a hard success. So yeah, you guys easily navigate your way up through the valley. Uh, it's, uh, it's a rigorous uh, journey, so um, everybody make a constitution check. Mm-mm. To see how you success. The yes. Too many of cigarettes. Your, <laughs> of your oh, they weigh me down. Weigh you down. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, the uh, young James Higgins seems to, you know, really enjoy this as a as a nice hike. While uh, the doctor and and Professor Sterling there are, are uh, struggling to make their way up. Sterling, uh, are you okay? How will we go about reporting this if we find We won't be reporting anything if this takes too much of a toll on us. We need a break. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, I agree. Quite right. (laughs) Yeah, so I'll say to Harold that, yeah, these professors, they need a break or they're going to collapse. Yeah. Please set us up some shade and water and also tea, please. Scout ahead and... See if we can Are find we an easier a, uh, trail for him. Are we on like a cliff slope? <laughs> <Right. Yeah>. <laughs> um, <laughs> there are best I can do is probably rig up some ropes so that you can sit down or at least well, that, uh, lean back. Get some in uh, the Grand Canyon. There are are several places where kind of the the terrain will allow for shade if you kind of press yourself up against the the yeah. canyon walls and and they're regular plateau areas where um, one layer of strata has been worn away, but another one hasn't. So yeah, it's not that difficult for you to find. Is, do a we place have for any to... like uh rock climbing tools? Like the, what are they? Pinions and yeah, you've got the full set of climbing gear. Do we have a tarp? Um, yeah. All right. I'll take some tent sticks, uh, nail some pinions into the wall and then make a little outcrop for them to shade their selves in. All right. So, yeah, they he sets you up uh, with a nice place to rest as Arthur and Harold um, go uh, explore a little bit to try and uh, find a good path forward while, while you guys rest. And I'll ask Arthur if he wouldn't, wouldn't mind going back to the rafts and bringing one of my books so I can read. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll just we'll just say that that's part of why you're you're uh, so worn out is you actually have a, a small collection. Yeah, you have a, a collection of books in your your travel bag that you've brought with you and uh they're weighing you down quite a bit. Yeah, I'll uh sit down in the shade next to um what's your character's name? William Sterling. William Sterling next to Sterling. 
I'll be mopping my head with a now very damp handkerchief, <laughs> and I'll be putting a cigarette in the corner of my mouth. I'll offer him one. Uh, n- no, sir, but if you have a pipe, I would take some tobacco. Oh, no, I'm sorry, but I do not. Uh, but you're always welcome to have a smoke with me if you do find yourself inclined. Oh, thank God for the mercy of the shade. Them boys, oh, I swear they're going to beat us like rented mules by the end of the day. Yes, but as long as we take the time to rejuvenate ourselves in this shade and read for several, maybe four or five hours, <laughs> we could walk again later tonight. Perhaps I have a bit of old cough medicine. Do you partake of this? Yes, sir. I'll take a swig out of a flask and I'll pass him. <laughs> Can it be a uh, decent uh, whiskey? Or not a whiskey, let's go with a bourbon. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you're a doctor. You, you've uh, you got the good stuff. <laughs> so how long can we take a break before we, you know, run into the danger of not being Kincaid on flat flipping out? At nighttime? <laughs> um, like I said, there are uh, regular places where there are plateaus and, okay. and uh, outcropping. So you can uh, take a good rest and uh, while they're resting you and, and Harold, uh, now knowing their limitations, begin looking for a place, a flat place where you can set up camp for the yeah, night. Yeah, within their range. Yeah, that's what okay. I was about to suggest too. Um, so yeah, if you want to do a uh, a natural world to uh, find a good place, hey, what is the survival skill used for in this game? Um, for your case, you have that uh, special ability that if you fail on any of your um, kind of more natural related skills you can roll that as a secondary chance of success oh okay um kind of like a a push with a different twist it'll it won't make it not a fail but it will mitigate any any uh negative effects um all right so you said roll natural world yep it's all uh Hmm. by success on that one with luck all right so then because i failed yeah, you can roll your... I can roll survival to eliminate or mitigate the consequences of failing. Yep. Okay, I'll roll that and, and succeed it there. So I suffer no consequences for my failure. All right. So, yeah, you you don't find the place, but uh, once Harold points out a place that uh, might work, you're like, yes, that, that, that'll be perfect. It'll shelter us from the cold air, and the heat will heat radiating from the cliffs will help keep us warm through the cold desert night um so yeah they eventually come back and find you gentlemen you know chatting around underneath the the makeshift shelter and uh yeah they once again slave drive you up the trail according to your constitutions until they reach a place where you can set up set up camp for the night i swear the spirit is willing but the body is unable mr kincaid <laughs> you need to call your goons off of me well <laughs> and allow me a quick respite <laughs> well these are the best men i've been told and uh i have full faith that uh any any punishment that they may inflict upon us and our persons in our uh travels is only necessary as as far as as it is allowed I have a yeah, if, sinking if suspicion I hear of anybody, uh, anybody talking about it, is I'll try to point out, like it, you know, it's only up here, and, and try to actually point out the area that we had found. 
to try and soothe their their mind, but uh, tell them that there's no, there isn't anywhere good to stop over here. You're not going to be able to sleep on this slope. Because once we get up there, you have all the rest you desire for the rest of the night. I can dang well try. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Let's get this going. All right. Uh, so, yeah, as you're sitting around your, your campfire, um, waiting for food to finish up, uh, everybody make a spot hidden. Fail. <laughs> so you're uh, distracting yourself. <laughs> <laughs> So James, you're you're busy chatting off with William Sterling's ear, uh, talking to him about uh, some of the legends that you've heard about this area, as well as the. Yes, yeah, so you of think Southwest. a materialist approach is really the only angle we should look or view history through? Surely, we must pay honor to the traditions of ancient cultures as well. I'm sorry there... to interrupt, but that walk didn't tire you out enough to just. Be quiet for a bit. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, good doctor. Uh, uh, yes, I will be quiet. Enjoy you your eat? meal. Mouth is meant for eating as well as speaking. <laughs> Should also remind you that he is quite a bit younger than you as well. Boy. So. <laughs> well, as I said, I climbed trees quite often when I was a boy. and My constitution is... Hush your mouth, boy. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, everybody that rolled a hard or higher, so William, Harold, and uh, Eugene, uh, you notice uh, a a formation that looks a little bit odd, um, a little bit farther up up the hill. I'm not going to say anything in fear (laughs) that they're going to cause me to walk again. (laughs) Okay. Um, I'll point it out to Arthur, say maybe we should uh, take a look at that tonight. Yeah. Yeah, let's take a look before we drag them up there. Yeah. I, n- I noticed, too, um, that strange outcropping, similar to one I studied on the plains outside of uh, the Gaza Plateau. So, yeah, William, uh, roll your archaeology. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah, nice. success. So, yeah, um, you noticed that uh, the formation has the look of being shaped by human hands. Not not like any kind of building or anything like that, but you can tell that it has been... It's not just natural wear that gave it its shape. Monolith or standing stone type thing? Something like that, yeah. It's a, a yeah. piece of the cliff that, that is kind of cut out in a way that, that just doesn't... Isn't quite natural. Though it it's... Yes, friends, at some point, human hands did touch those rocks. Yeah, it, yeah it's been worn down. You can... Tell that it's been worn down for a very long time. But, yeah. So, yeah, you mentioned that, and Kincaid steps up. He says, what? Oh, now you've gone to... Human hands? What do, you, what do you mean by that? Well, if you take a look at how the rocks have been worn over many millennium, at some point, ancient peoples, or perhaps the Hopi Indians, came through and um, had their go at it with, with other rocks and did a bit of shaping. So he claps you on the back. He says, my good friend, that is just the sign that we needed to give us some hope in this mission. Thank you for that. Uh, Mr. Jacobson, uh, you know this area and you know the, the people that have lived in this area. Are there any legends that are, that made us explain what this was? Um, well, I might be able to so, think of a few, but uh, I'd really like to take a closer look. Yes, by all by all means. Although it is beginning to get a little bit dark, uh, uh, I fear that uh, we don't want to lose too many of our guides. Uh, so if you if you two don't mind, 
um, hurrying back once you take a closer look, it would, it would give us all some peace of mind. Is all uh, make a torch I'll out of one of them, one of uh, William Sterling's books, and uh, <laughs> 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 no, I'll, I'll grab a brand out of the the fire, and uh, uh, you do have a, uh, electric torches that you guys can use if if you are so inclined, and nothing beats the real thing. <laughs> all right, <laughs> but uh, yeah, grab a brand out of the fire, nod to to Arthur, and start making my way up. All right. So, yeah, and William, you said you wanted to accompany him? Yeah, I'll grab the electric torch. So, yeah, um, this professor who has been complaining about, you know, hiking all day (laughs) (laughs) kind of sucks it up, takes a deep breath, and and starts following you with a torch that kind of hurts your night vision a little bit. Well, you you... got the academic's adrenaline surge. Yeah. Yeah. uh... Even though he's complained throughout the day, you got to give him a little bit of respect for getting up and, and making his way Pushing up the hill at yeah at night. Yeah. So, all right, so yeah, uh, you get up there, and let's see, William, we'll have you do, um, we'll do an archaeology roll for you, and. Harold, how about you do your uh, Hopi storyteller? That one was just a roll a 100? Yeah. Roll a check. Or a history, I guess, is what it looks like. Do I even have history? I do. Well, you'll roll. Yeah, you can roll history, but it'll be against a 50-50. A yeah. yeah. So uh, All right. succeed. Uh, yep. All right, so you, you, you both get up there and... You see this this thing, and it's really hard to distinguish, but it seems to have a vaguely humanoid shape to it. Not strong definition, but kind of a vague human shape. And Harold, you uh, remember stories of the gods that shaped this land, that uh, you know they had helped shape humans out of the stone as part of one of those traditions, um, and. So there are legends about this area that uh, certain spaces may have partially created humans that the gods had abandoned in their in their endeavor. So uh, William, yeah, you're you're kind of looking over, and you get the impression that it was a female figure. It, it seems a little bit more uh, slender. Um, and the shape of it kind of indicates that it it was a, a female um, image, but yeah. While you're looking it over, Harold is telling you the the legends that he he had heard. So yeah, that makes this sense. Is a goddess of creation, perhaps a fertility symbol, hammered into the rock by the ancient peoples. Probably it's, some weathering has occurred after the fact that it was carved. It's been here for thousands of years. So yeah, after you you examine it, there aren't any real details that you can make out. But yeah, it is. It does appear that it is on what almost seems like a, a trailhead. So yeah, from here uh, there's another plateau that kind of opens up above it that uh, that you can traverse. So what would be the the reason for them to put this here? What's the the lore around that? 
the legend has it that these were uh, once protectors and warriors that they had placed uh, for the Hopi people in order to protect them and teach them. And the areas where these were created were original kind of uh, settled territories by the Hopi. Um, they found good places for camps, and as they migrated throughout the territory, they would stay here as a tribe or nearby, and that these were a considered a a good sign for for the area. Okay, yeah, as it seems our our luck may be in. Then so we shall we follow the trail these. tonight or wait for the morning? Well, I think that it it would wouldn't do us any harm to explore a little more and see see what's up ahead all right so yeah you two yeah, uh, how long do we have until um like i said uh getting through the the rapids and the canyons did take the the vast majority of the or no that's right you guys are are traveling and that was yesterday um so because of the the prolonged rest period uh you the sun is starting to go down behind the canyon now um, and Harold, you, you do know that, um, even for the best, uh, you know, guide traversing at night does have additional risks, um, not just for, uh, being able to see the terrain, but there are animals that come out during the night that, uh, that can be dangerous. I just especially. remembered there's chupacabra that come around here at night. <laughs> I was going to say, I was thinking more along the lines of scorpions and, <laughs> and, Listen, when the sun goes down in the canyon, it goes down fast. Yeah. So I'll I'll uh reverse that statement and tell him that uh you know with the sun going down, once it goes uh beyond the, the canyon walls, is it's gonna get real dangerous out here at night. So it'll be best to turn back and we'll have to continue that exploration tomorrow. Fair enough. But I do think this is a good sign, and we should follow this trail more instead of heading back to the rafts tomorrow. Yes, I uh, 100% agree. It's, uh, it's long been known that these fertility gods uh, keep the chupacabras away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, you head back to camp, and everybody passes the time as they see fit. Uh, of course, Kincaid is... is it Excited to hear what your findings were, uh, Professor Sterling. And I explained to him about the, the carved out legends that Harold told me of the Hopi Indians and how it probably is a marker along one of their ancient trails, uh, which although doesn't lead us at all to believe that the Egyptians were ever in this area, it is interesting and worth investigating more tomorrow. He just laughs. He says, I'll make a believer out of you yet. Just wait. You won't believe your eyes when you finally see it, but it was magnificent. And he kind of wanders off muttering to himself about, you know, his own greatness and he'll be remembered throughout history um, in his semi-delusional fashion. But, yeah, the, you rest the rest of the night uh, with without any incident and the next morning uh, you head up. So uh, either last night or or this morning, I do want to give Arthur a breakdown of what what we found and what it probably means as far as uh, you know areas that are should be safe for us to traverse. Probably some good areas to set up camp up ahead too. 
So yeah, after you two kind of discuss that and, and go over it, you you think that it might lead to a good place for kind of a base camp while you search the cliffs in the area because you know that it, it'll take you know up to a week to really search this area, um, kind of top to bottom and give it a a full the full treatment. So yeah, the next morning, uh, yeah, you all wake up. Uh, Arthur and Harold start scouting ahead, heading out a little bit ahead, and uh, the rest of you uh, soft city folk follow behind. And I'll make a detailed like uh, drawing of this uh, rock formation and take some notes. All right, very good. So that's supposed to be a woman. Uh, I don't see it. Kyle looks like a lame dog. <laughs> Are you sure? Uh, nothing certain, but we can use this to collaborate if we find other sculptures ahead. Yeah. So yeah, you you struggle to see see its uh, vision as a woman, but you kind of eventually see it in the same way that you see a, a stick figure with a triangle for a skirt mm. looks kind of like a female. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, midway through the day, you actually do manage to find a really good, uh, flat plateau area that would make a good base camp Okay, and begin setting up from there. It's kind of up to you guys on which direction you want to take. And, uh, and so, so see. would this be a good so, spot where to are set we up? On the map? Um, you guys are right about there um so yeah you found this this plateau right there that uh that gives you a good vantage point for reaching up higher as well as is kind of sheltered from from the worst of the sun so this be a good spot for me to set up like a semi-permanent yeah like uh treatment area if need be yeah all right maybe so, yeah, like a you... natural world or something for uh Best guesstimate on on where a entrance could be if one was to exist into what I'm assuming is the the Hopi underworld. So, just for a starting direction of search. So, as far as as like all of the legends go, and and even the information that Kincaid had about the the place that he had found, you know that it's towards the top of the cliffs it's um it's only down uh about one and a half strata uh in the cliffs and and so yeah, it's about a thousand feet down from the top but uh from where you guys are uh most of those cave systems are up uh, a few hundred feet but they can they can be anywhere along the the cliff face uh, cliff face just as kind of a, a natural place where the stone would wear away because of its the way it's composed. But yeah, you know that um, almost anywhere up along that region, um, you, there is the possibility of finding them. Well, wouldn't the best place be to start be as close to the original one that he found? Well, that's still several days' journey down the, the Colorado. And okay. under government? Yeah. Uh, control right now yeah and it's not it doesn't have like troops or anything but yeah it's technically supposed to be an area that's reserved for um yeah the government studies and yeah and those kinds of things okay uh, mm -hmm. so yeah if you want to 
Uh, take, I, uh, I would say it'd probably be best to to uh, explore south then, as okay. if the entrances are up on the in the cliffs um, or on cliff shelves, then we need to make sure, or like that would be the most likely, I would think. Okay, yeah. If if you guys want, um, you can either uh, do a spot hidden check from where you are, or if you want to. Um, explore out a little bit and do some spot hidden checks. You guys can kind of split up and see if you find anything. Can you ping again where we're uh, our base camp's in? Um, right there. There's all a good. little tiny dot there. I can't quite see it, so I'll just bam. <laughs> yeah, uh, do you want to take like a southwest and I'll take a southeast, right Arthur? Um, yeah. Yeah, that works. I'll head from there. I'll just look in a southwesterly direction. So, basically, I guess I'll look along the stretch that overlooks that little finger of the plateau. So, like Does right along sense? here. Yeah, yeah, that's overlooking the plateau, right? Yeah, and then that I'll so I'll follow that line around even further south uh, south along the. Okay, so John, he's doing there. Um... And you wanted to kind of more go more down this way? I was going to take a look. Um, yeah, that way, or I was thinking more like these areas there. I don't know if you can see that. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. Okay, so uh, that area just where you have that red, those red marks, um, those are going to be a bit lower in terrain than uh, where the, the standard cave systems would normally show up. Oh, okay, as it kind of looked like the topography of it there it might rise back up and like this area yeah, here was a lower canyon yeah it does rise up but um not quite to the heights that uh you expect to see the caves in all right then i'll go yeah i'll check out that area there almost directly south all right so yeah they for the academics they the two guides uh shoulder their their packs with some water and food and and say they'll uh they'll be back after they do a, a short exploration uh, to see if they notice any caves. If you'd like, one of you could go with each of them, see if you might spot any archaeological... Well, if I won't be a bother, I feel quite rested. Yeah, you can come with me. I'd yeah, almost as, insist if you, you follow. Go, <laughs> was, uh, come hey, along. I've been quiet <laughs> for a while. Take your ease of camp. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go as well and Go over to this blue line and check out up above the the creek on the other I side would, of the plateau. I would love yeah. to assist you, but unfortunately, I have to assemble my my camp here. So, yeah. so you if you're going to try and make it to that blue line, you will need climbing gear to get up the cliff face over the plateau and back down. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, this ridge right right there along that gray stretch and that yellow stretch are um, going to be where the cliff face is high enough that you actually need to scale it. Okay, I'll just go with the guides then. Okay. Um, so how about you go with Arthur and James? You'll you'll follow Harold since you can keep up with him and he's going a little bit of a longer distance. <laughs> and Dr. Eugene. Um, yes, come along, Eugene. Do you, do you just <laughs> want to take your ease at the camp? But... <laughs> yeah, I figure like, uh, you know, I probably don't have like a lot of additional supplies, but I probably have something like a almost a lean-to, like a canvas lean-to that 
yeah if anyone gets laid out they can lay under so they can seek shade and whatnot so yeah i'll go about laboriously setting that up no such hard work in this heat (laughs) (laughs) all right so everybody make a spot hidden Mm. oh i succeeded hard Failed. I go hard. So William Sterling was... All right. So as you are going through uh, and looking at at things, let me get rid of these, um, you do see several locations that seem to be uh, possible entrances to a cave. Um, So let's see here. William and Arthur, you see them here, here, here. Um, and then Harold and James, you see one that's very obvious here. Um, so, yeah, after about midday, you all uh, begin to head back towards camp so that you can uh, collaborate and show or tell where you had seen the caves at the level all of these caves are are at a point where you would need um some climbing in order to be able to reach them okay but yeah so we go back to the camp there and meet up yep yeah so that i'll just now who was with me that saw those that was me okay so i'd have pointed them out to you and he actually even like spotted one he's like is that one yeah so perfect sorry well we'll get back and say we found a bunch of entrances that might be worth checking out. And were any of them having signs of being worked at? Uh, from the distance that you could could see them, you, it was hard to tell. Okay. But yeah, there were several possibilities. We'll have to check them all then. Um, all right. So uh, we found one is uh, pretty big, pretty obvious up there. I was not able to tell if it had been worked, but. Uh, uh, I do remember uh, the doctor having a, uh, a pair of binoculars. That might be might be worth to see if we can, unless we have some ourselves. Might be worth it to see if we can uh, borrow those for when we set out tomorrow. Yes, and I think we'll just send you up, Harold, and check out each cave till you get tired. <laughs> As long as you don't need my pair of eyes with the binoculars, you can borrow them all day long if you want. (laughs) All right. So you have enough time to get to um, that one that's closest to you, to your camp, if you guys want to try and and get up there and back by the nightfall. I would definitely press for that. Yes, let's. So, yeah, Arthur, Harold... um, you say you're gonna, you'll lead the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll grab some climbing gear then. And they do ask that uh, the good doctor join them at least part way, uh, just in case somebody gets injured. Somebody could twist close an ankle. enough that you can hear the screams, <laughs> doctor. Please. <laughs> I hear the screams every night, boy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> all right fine 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 i will accompany you so yeah you uh you get up there and so make a, a climb check um arthur 
All right, climb. Let's do it. I hard succeed. All right, so yeah, you scramble up there like a like a mountain goat without any problem. Secure the rope and toss it back down. Um, so who's going to be the next one up? Do oh. you see any writing up there? Don't know how to read. I'll, I'll go. <laughs> any, any markings? <laughs> yeah, I'll take a look. Do I see any? Uh, you don't see any obvious uh, writings, not, but not just yet. We'll we'll get you educated fellows up here and have you take a look. I'm not interested in climbing unless you can see something worth taking a look. Uh, I can oh. head up there and take a look yeah, around. I'll throw throw the rope down, and <laughs> yeah. if they want to come up, they can. But yeah, this this cave uh, is a, a bit bigger, so it, you'd have to kind of move forward on your hands and knees. But there is there is room for you to actually get back in there a ways. Um, and who's doing that? Well. That's up to you guys. Yeah, I'll just keep an eye on the rope here, yeah. and I'll uh, sort of help pull I think up. John's the... character was going next. Yeah, is I, I'll no. go up and do it. So yeah, you you head up there, and uh, you can kind of look around, uh, but you don't see any any Hopi markings or anything like that. And yeah, uh, to your eyes, nothing really. S- well, actually, let's see here. I can head uh, in and all make a natural right. world roll. Mm, push. Nope. <laughs> you gonna so push? push it? All right. Wait. What's the consequences if you uh, fail? Cave in. Um. <laughs> stuck. <laughs> Twist no, he, right now he's just looking to uh, at the cave. Mm. Um. He goes mad, staring into the void. <laughs> 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 uh. So yeah, if if he fails, then he's going. Well, I'll hold that to myself. Yeah. Well, I, um. So yeah, if you want to push, I always push. Okay. So, yeah, you uh you succeeded, and you do recognize that this cave, even though it looks natural, seems to be a bit too straight. So, uh, I'll call down then that it looks to be uh, worked by somebody. There's no uh, no writing, but the cave is definitely not just a, a natural opening. Someone's worked it. Oh, very good. Uh, let's explore it further. Let's all climb up there. Do I have to climb, climb? Or? No. Uh, with the rope, uh, at worst case scenario, is they just wrap it around your, your chest and, and haul you up like a sack of potatoes. Um. Yeah, we, we were only taught <laughs> That's what I imagined. That is now the Canon Sterling climbing method. He's just <laughs> spinning slowly. <laughs> uh, thank you, good sirs. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you get up there and, and yeah, you, you notice that he's right. Uh, at first glance, it, it looks like any other cave, but you notice that there aren't any areas where the, the walls kind of bulge out where there or the uh, the roof doesn't have the same kind of uh, undulations that a normal cave would have. Um, although it does, well, roll in a, uh, uh, let's roll a, um, do an archaeology one. And Harold, with your, uh, with your natural world hard success, you, you can see that the cave used to be bigger, but that it seems to have settled 
in a way that the the ceiling has has uh, kind of slowly collapsed down into the cave. Like it, it hasn't had a major collapse, but um, but yeah, it seems to have shifted in a way that the ceiling is lower than it it had originally been. All right, I'll make make sure to point that out. Yeah, and all right. So William, yeah, you you can even find inside the cave uh what seem to be markings of tools on the walls in certain areas um they have the appearance of being wind blown as well which is a little bit odd for you uh because it would take a, a fairly regular wind through the tunnels in order to to have it shaped and most caves don't have that kind of wind flow i've got a theory about that it's just thousands and thousands of years of Indians going and blowing on the wall. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, well, I, I do appreciate that theory. I think this this erosion probably came from some kind of larger opening, funneling wind through down into this tunnel. So. Let's press well, on and see what we can find. Uh, I guess it goes back to my first observation then that this used to be a larger cave and a larger opening. <laughs> uh, could have been, yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, if you guys want to explore down in there, it is actually large enough uh, width-wise that it can fit three people across um, heading down in. Although, like I mentioned, you will need to be on your hands and knees as you move move forward. All right, let's do it. How's the sun looking out that outside? Or... It's well past its zenith and on its way down. So because you're on the eastern side of the cliff face, you're, the area that you guys are in is, is shaded, but it's still several hours until darkness. So it's getting close. You should have uh, an hour or two exploring this uh, cave before you need to head back to the camp to be safely back before dark. All right. I'm just worried because... One of them guides did mention that the critters like to roam and it gets rather dangerous and I'm unarmed. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, so yeah, you're, you're kind of hesitantly at the, at the bottom. Um, so yeah, after everybody else gets up and they're looking down and say, are you sure you don't want to come up here? Yeah, I'll look around. I, I think I have had my curiosity peaked. Uh, All right. Do you think you can haul me up? I'm afraid I eat way too many crabs back home, so I you know, have a bit of weight to me. So yeah, they uh, they drop the rope again and and tell you how to tie it around your. <laughs> yep. Use the Sterling method. <laughs> <laughs> tie it around your your chest and yeah, they they haul you up. Uh, just a couple of little scrapes here and there, and they they get you up to the entrance. Thank you, sirs. Uh, this just looks like a cave. What's, what's all the hubbub about? <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, the the archaeologists are more than happy. Well, yes, you see, God to... does not build in strict... Uh, just so. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it can fit three three people across as, if you want. Uh, so who are the three people? Well, or, I would probably be... Uh, a, I don't know how these guys feel about hands and knees exploration but i'd definitely go up to, yeah. to join yeah. that i think we start crawling yeah i figure right. it was uh something akin to a gunshot 
echoing off the canyon walls as I try to get down on hands and knees to follow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you are going to follow? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's say Arthur, um, William, and James uh, kind of head in first. Arthur making sure that it's safe to move forward yeah. uh, while the other two are, are investigating the walls and, and uh, trying to see what else they can glean. All right. So, yeah, uh, let's see here. Arthur, if you want to do... Um, let's do a navigate check for you. I so extremely succeeded. Mm. All right. That I leave these guys all behind. <laughs> succeeded so yeah um, as you go in there are you know it it goes straight for about um 100 150 yards and then it starts to head down and you see that as it heads down it the slope slowly increases so you start warning them that uh you're gonna want to stop and take some precautions to make sure that nobody falls yeah uh because you know that sometimes caves will uh, just randomly fall into a drop off that that's easy to slide into yeah oh, it's man. getting steep up here fellas yeah i figure i stop like fairly early on <laughs> but the second their lights start to get a little bit too distant <laughs> yeah i, I start scurrying oh, nice after roll, yeah, yeah. Right. As, as it gets steep i'm gonna sit back put go feet first slide on my ass yeah is there a like, could we do something with, like, the climbing, like, pittens and, and some ropes? Yeah. Just to have something to hang on to? Yeah. So, yeah, you can drive the pittens into the, the cave floor and thread the rope through it so that okay. um, if somebody does slide, then, uh, yeah, you can you can manage to catch them using that. All right. Yeah, let's do that. If we have some type of a board, we could uh, put a Surf hole it. through the top and uh, make it, like, a little uh, slide almost. For hauling stuff back out, or people thinking of yeah. a good doctor here. <laughs> the good Lord did not make me a circus acrobat trying to navigate this tunnel on hands and knees with one hand holding a flashlight, and now you are introducing rope. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, if my theory works here. All you got to do is just lay there. <laughs> That's what my my wife told me, <laughs> and unfortunately, <laughs> there were consequences to such actions, namely so being that they are now in college and I have to pay for that. <laughs> so you do manage to make your way uh, down. It it doesn't drop off and it doesn't get any steeper, um, but it does take a while for you to to kind of shimmy your way down, but. About another hundred yards down, it kind of levels off a little bit, uh, but then runs into a solid wall. I beg your pardon. Rock. I do not shimmy. I <laughs> saunter. <laughs> I want to see someone saunter while sliding on their butt. You're about to find out, good sir. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, once you get down there, it kind of opens up into a slightly more open area. And here... Uh, the fact that it's worked stone becomes a, a lot more apparent. Um, it's still worn by time and has uh, the hintings of of uh, some sort of airflow at some point that was wearing down the walls. But um, yeah, if you once you guys all get down there, uh, let's get a, a spot hidden check. 
Yes, I can see where Ooh, the men working this. <laughs> they must. There must be a way through. Fail. Yeah, I'll have my. I'll have my hands on my knees. Wait a second. We're still on our hands and knees, or did it open up more? It opened up a little bit more, so you can now sit upright. But, okay, uh, I'll do yeah. that instead. I'll sit off and lean up against one of the walls and have my handkerchief out again. <laughs> All right. So Harold Jacobson, you succeeded. Um, Underneath the far wall where it appears as if the, the cave had collapsed at some point, uh, you see uh, what seems to be a bone sticking out from the rubble. Well, uh, I assume this is part of what the, uh, what the archaeologists are here for, so I'll point it out to them. There's a okay. bone sticking out under these rocks. Looks like they'd collapsed. Interesting. Great find, Harold. And I'll go punch him in the liver. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this bone looks like it's. And then I'll what roll? Anthropology. Um, archaeology. I think archaeology would date it and maybe uh, figure out like region, location type of thing. Roll both. Actually, everybody roll both. Archaeology and anthropology. I got uh, science, biology, or medicine. You can roll science, biology. Yeah. <laughs> Not rolling good. So yeah, let's see here. What what did we all get? I have a successful uh, archaeology. Yeah, so yeah. Had, uh, extreme an extreme success. success. All right, and Doctor Eugene, you got a success on your biology roll. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, Mister Sterling, you uh, are extremely excited because these bones show signs of fossilization um Very which ancient. is something that you didn't think was possible because humans shouldn't have been in this area long enough for them to get these kinds of fossilized records um with your biology role you begin to question whether or not it was a human bone at all mm. um it it appears to be an arm bone but the way that the um Oh, I can't. I can't remember what the name of those bones are, but the way that they, uh, the way that it rests, mm. doesn't seem to fit with how a human wrist uh, okay. works. Yeah, I was going to start off with probably dismissing it as a, a bone of any importance. I was going to be like over there, dabbing my head, being like, oh, "It's probably some bird that crawled in here," <laughs> and get up and kind of crawl my way over. But yeah, you're you're surprised to see this. Um, like all of your medical knowledge shows that this this isn't something that I'll be. You, like you don't know all animals, but I don't believe that to be a human bone. Probably some sort of odd. I I don't know. That uh, does appear to be arm, though. It is old. So old that I don't think humans would have been in this area. Of course not. Only 7,000 years old. That's how old it is, boy. Everyone knows that. <laughs> so you you don't think it's a human bone? Perhaps a... Nah, look at that. How the, the arm bone would connect to where the wrist is. I don't... My medical knowledge currently escapes me. <laughs> <laughs> but it obviously is not aligning correctly. <laughs> a fool could see that. This boy here could see that. Perhaps a precursor to, to humans... What? Some lower hominid? Bleh. Bunch of hogwash. <laughs> or maybe uh, a bear. 
Yeah. Well, to that I can't oh. speak. Yeah, same here. I don't speak that it's not human. Can me and uh, Art probably plant it there? Like a natural world. <laughs> yeah, try a natural world and um, placed here by godless, he- godless heathens. <laughs> <laughs> They've been trying to do that. You've seen them dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> and while you're at it, everybody roll a listen check. Uh, listen. Ooh, heart success. <laughs> Uh, like uh, most people of Dr. Eugene's persuasion, he can't hear over the sound of his own voice either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, so let's see. Higgins and Jacobson both got hard successes on their listens. Uh, Jacobson got a success on his natural world. Um would I be able to see or tell if it was a, a bear, like they're suggesting? No, the size of it does align with uh, what would be a human. But you agree that, like you've you've seen corpses and you've seen seen bodies, and and you're he's right. the The curvature of the bone just doesn't fit with a normal human arm. Yeah, it doesn't fit with an animal arm either, though. Uh. Right. All oh, this is yeah, excitement. not one that you, you're aware of. Think right. I should have to sit for another spell and have myself a smoke and a drink. <laughs> but while uh, while they're discussing it, um, both Higgins and Jacobson, uh, a sound catches your ear coming from the collapsed wall. Um, it it sounds like dripping water, um, just on the other side of the wall. Like it it's kind of an unusual sound. It kind of echoes through the chamber. But it's in a way where it would almost have to be like giant drops of water um, plunking into a, like a lake or something on the other side of that wall. Well, under the assumption that there's a perfectly natural explanation, I'll just allow the conversation about the arm bone to continue and yeah. sort of sidle away. But Jacobson, you, you know that uh, like that sound makes you a little bit uncomfortable because if there's water on the other side of the wall, then that wall may not be fully stable. I'll go look at it. <laughs> I, I was going to suggest that uh, there there may be a cavern on the other side of the wall. If we're Got hearing tools, this, you can pick at it. Where we would, uh, <laughs> we may be able to find water. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's try to move some of these rocks and see if we can unearth anything more of this skeleton. As what would it be to determine if this would collapse if we start to move? Hmm. Um. Did you say another natural world or? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do another natural world. Um, and I don't think anyone has any engineering. So um, for the professors, if you want, you could make a, an education role, a hard education role. Um, so in your, in your times learning about excavations, you may have come across some understanding of even the doctor knows that this will cause a collapse it is no it wasn't a hard success Um, it probably is not the sound of water but an echo of my perspiration (laughs) (laughs) oh i'm going to waste away in this cave (laughs) so arthur you you know that uh this ooh and sterling I don't know if that's right. Uh, yeah, uh, language. L- language owned oh. EDU. I mean, it's Is the that... same value as your education. So, mm. yeah. so yeah. I guess it works. Yeah. So you both know that, uh, like you can tell with the way that the, the stones had collapsed, that 
you could try and excavate, but the way the stones collapsed, it was so long ago that uh, whether by uh, water trickling through it or um, just the sheer force of it, the, the stones have kind of fused together and it would take serious excavation in order to be able to get through to the other side. <laughs> Good thing I have my surgery dynamite <laughs> for opening the chest cavity yes um, it also helps in uh like pr difficult pregnancies <laughs> if you do suggest uh dynamite then the archaeologists be become irate <laughs> at yeah. the concept of, of possibly destroying yeah, as well oh that's it's surgery more dynamite. Work. it doesn't it doesn't harm that, the fetus it won't harm maybe the not precious for... rocks just dynamite the dang old thing. 1920s archaeology, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why, well, I have it. my excavation dynamite right here. <laughs> it doesn't look like we'll be able to move these rocks easily, but perhaps we should still try. So, if you guys want to try. Is there any strong people? <laughs> See if you can budge anything. Do uh, we have a couple uh, guys down at the boat? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There are a couple, yeah, they came up with you. They've been silent and yeah. NPC-ish. Or Sherpas? What would they be? Uh, or like a sh They're like your pack men. Pack mules. Yeah, All right. essentially. This cave uh, clearly go try. goes somewhere. Well, let's not forget that we saw other entrances we could try as well. Yeah, what direction would those entrances be? Uh, south of here? Yeah, south one of was, us? Yeah, the three that you saw were just south of here. And is this water south of us? Um, the way that, here I'll draw on the map, uh, the way that it had been going, uh, it looked like it was heading towards that direction. Mm. Well, it's mm. a possibility that we could find a cave that leads back into this area as well, as from one of the uh, southern entrances. As if, if we don't find anything, then I think that we should plan to come back and probably try and move these rocks, though. Yeah, just let's the strongest person just grab a rock and just try to move it. <laughs> which, which would be uh, Harold Jacobson. So you would need an extreme success in order to to be able to budge any of the yeah, rocks. Can't can't budge. <clears throat> so yeah, you, you see him straining, and he's not a weak man. You saw him help move the boat like it was nothing, uh, and yeah, he he just cannot seem to budge the rocks. All right. Reckon we just give up on this cave unless there's something else to look at. Uh, no, not anything in particular. Although, if you want, you can uh, take some. Well, at the discretion of Arthur and Harold, take a little bit of time to uh, kind of sketch out the workings on the walls that you'd found. Take yeah, just, let's take this bone with us. How much time had we spent, uh, would you say, exploring this? And you said we had yeah. about a couple hours, right? <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. you're pushing the, the limits of that at this point, it especially has. if you got to get everyone back up. It has been a lifetime yeah. in this tunnel. <laughs> I wish this the, the comfort of my cot. <laughs> As I, I would make the suggestion that uh, some of the some of the slower. Uh, members of the party might want to try and make their way back up towards the top. I'll look back off down the dark, <laughs> dark tunnel. <laughs> uh, I, I can uh, help lead the way out. Oh, uh, thank you. 
right. So yeah, after all that, uh, you managed to get your sketches. You you bring the bone out as uh, a bit of curiosity and uh, head back to camp uh, without any difficulty. You managed to get out there and and uh, get back to camp. James Higgins probably knows a thousand stories of messing with ancient bones and releasing <laughs> the restless spirits. Yep. Um, so yeah, once you get get back to camp and you have a chance to uh, more thoroughly examine the bone while settling in. So uh, if anybody wants to do an anthropology check, you can make that. Fail. William Sterling got a hard success. So now that you're you're kind of looking at the bone a little bit more clearly in in some good light as the as you're sitting around the fire, you got your your torch and you're really looking up close to it. You notice that uh, it it's not quite the same as other fossils you found. Almost as if uh, whatever this bone came from, its bone structure was different from most creatures interesting uh, so this isn't a calcium based bone at all yeah it it's like a calcium based bone but it's almost like it, it's laced with other uh other components that, that makes it harder metals perhaps um think more like uh stone structures like quartz and okay and things along that nature um but yeah it, the way that it's formed is is uh unique yeah, so I'm very excited about finding something I've never seen before as far as bones go. And I think t tomorrow we must go back to that cave and find a way to recover the rest of the skeleton. Well, if you insist, Mr. Sterling, I'll gladly back you up. But per but there was three other caves. Maybe we should send the guides to the other caves to see if yeah, we could there's anything interesting. Yep. And Kincaid com comes walking over, you know, he's been lounging all day at the camp and, um, he picks up the bone and he says, ah, this is, nah, that's nothing. That's not what we're here for. We're looking for, for the artifacts that I found, not, not some random bone from God knows what that's been buried here for eons. Yeah. But this is actual science. So far, you've done nothing but prove your own ineptitude at archaeology, Kincaid. <laughs> now we have the real chance to do something, and well, we should stay here and excavate this cave. If you want to come back here, three months. <laughs> if you want to come back here and and uh, get permission from the Smithsonian, then that's on you. I spent ten years before I could get the ability to come back here with a team and prove myself right. Now. We're going to stay on mission that I have set forward on it on this journey. And there will be no distractions of, of other nature. Are you suggesting we go back to the rafts? No, no, there, they mentioned there are other caves in this area. And, uh, I think that we should continue exploring to find another way down the way, the way that you had mentioned that the cave had led down gives promise to the idea that there is some sort of, um, pathway into the structure that I had found. And who knows, one of these other caves may be uh, a way down that is not blocked. Well, that would be terrific. Uh, but I think we should do both. <laughs> I'll take the strongest 
And we'll send the other guide to investigate the other caves with you, Kincaid. I will give you one day to investigate that, and then we move on to the other caves. There is a lot of territory to to discover here, and I can't be wasting my valuable guide's times on this kind of historical anomaly. All right. Well, it's well documented that we have found something, so your fool's errand is <laughs> at least turning into something interesting and of value. All right. Um, I was hoping for pistols at 20 paces that <laughs> I kept going. No, no, I, I am a, a gentleman that uh, abhors violence, if at all possible, but we do need to stay on task. And uh, while the rest of you may be here to support me, it is my mission to find what I have been accused of fabricating. Duly noted, Mr. Kincaid. And I'll take a long pole from my bottle <laughs> or my flask, which seems to be bottomless. Yeah, and they always wonderful. are. Yeah. Call of Cthulhu. Yeah, like every, in real life. Everything, yeah. Like every person I've met with a flask, it's always at least half full. Yeah. So in the morning, shall we start at the far southern cave, work up, check the three caves we haven't seen, and then end in this cave and see if we can move the rocks um let me roll and that one was the biggest entrance i believe the southern oh it was kincaid himself then um during the night uh well the next morning uh kincaid mentions that uh he had gotten up to answer nature's call in the middle of the night and uh while he was off to the north he had uh, spotted another cave um, that looked like it had been, um, like the moonlight had glinted just right off of it, right up here. So yeah, up that uh, that kind of canyon there, he, he said he spotted what seemed like another cave. Now, who said that? Uh, Kincaid did. Okay. Hey, boss man's always right. Is, uh, yep. is that where He's we're going? Boss. Yep. He says that that doesn't have to be the only place to go, but that is one of the that that should be explored as well. And uh, what day would this be? Sorry. Uh, let's see. There was three days down to the fifth or sixth. So four, five. So yeah, this is this should be the sixth. Awesome. Thank you. So yeah, it's up to you, you gentlemen, if you want to start with that or yeah or what. But I believe it is. Something that should be added to the list of locations to check. Yeah, yeah, so that's, that's where good, I'm gonna go. Good as place as any to start, because we'll go check that cave. All right. Okay. Yes, let's go there. But let's send these uh, these helpers that have been lounging at camp to the other three caves to see. And I show them the drawings of what they're looking for, whether Hopi markings, strange bones, carved passageways. All right. You're sending them to the other. Yeah, the other three caves we found. The just, other three caves. Just to see if they f find anything. Well, they say uh, I, we'll have time to, to go to one, maybe two. Uh, I don't believe we'll have time to go to all three today, <laughs> sir. Chop, chop. Nonsense, three. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't. Yes. I think we'll, uh, we'll just send them to the bottom two. To the bottom two? Okay. All right. So, yeah, they... Uh, they kind of 
sullenly so, head in that direction because they feel like a lot of horseplay is going to happen in this area right here. I sense we're not going to have helpers nah. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they'll start heading down to to the bottom too, uh, and which and you guys wanted to go to the one that uh, Kincaid had saw. Yeah, the one he yep. he spotted. All right, let's bring him with us, Kincaid. I'd like to see how you uh, you would go about an archaeological dig. Lead, lead the way. He says, gladly. I was the one that found the original, although it did take me many years of research and exploration in order to find it. Uh, I can only oh. hope that, that our journey leads to the same kind of discovery. Why, it appears that the heavy burden of maintaining camp will fall to me. I will begrudgingly take this mantle upon myself. <laughs> oh, though my heart does ache. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you all... In my uh, head, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you all uh, say a farewell to to the doctor and head on up there. Um Okay, looks like we got about ten minutes left. So, uh, yeah, you, as you approach it, um, the way that this canyon kind of funnels you up there, it it seems like a pretty worn path. Um, the slope is is fairly gentle heading up in that direction because of the distance to get up in there. And um, once you get up there, the entrance to the cave is only about fifteen feet above where the where that canyon kind of stops. Uh, you do have to climb over some rubble and some area that where the cliffs have kind of collapsed around it. But yeah, uh, getting up there is actually fairly easy. Um, and yeah, for our archaeologists, roll archaeology, and for our um, for our guides, roll natural world. Hooray! Ding! We got some extreme successes going on here. Yeah, that is. We hit the same surprising. seed or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, William, he's he's kind of looking at the the canyon walls, but the three of you, as you're getting up closer to it, you notice something that is striking. The stone underneath your feet doesn't. It seems a little too easy to traverse, and you begin to recognize that there are long flat stretches almost as if there were wide stairs leading up to this cave so yeah as you're as you're walking up you you notice that okay yeah well i'll pause and uh, this yeah. has worked yeah and i'll yeah. kneel down and and start trying to measure out like the size of one stone or something if i can get a whole a whole view of one yeah yeah start it's, brushing it's stuff difficult because yeah. some areas are kind of broken up and others are are uh you know, kind of covered by brush and, and scrub and whatever. But yeah, you, you can determine that each of these steps is about 10 feet wide. And then there's about an eight, uh, eight inch, uh, staircase and then another 10 feet. So yeah, it's a very it's long a slabs. What kind of stone? Um, it's just carved from uh, the rock. Yeah. Itself. Carved from the rock. Uh, it's an interesting pattern Higgins, but I do not think that this was carved. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's pretty obvious to see the tool marks right over here. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, but the erosion can take the form of tool marks to the untrained eye. <laughs> Well, actually, after they they point it out and they kind of show you, and you you see uh, Higgins <laughs> like actually measuring it out, and you begin to to see the pattern as well. I'm rubbing off on uh, you, Sterling. <laughs> yeah, but but I don't tell them that I see it. All right, <laughs> that's how you do it. <laughs> but yeah, with with every step, like as as you're doing your measurements, and and at the mention of the, um, you know, it not it being worked stone Kincaid's getting more and more excited he's this is very similar to, to to the entrance that i had found previously it had some some staircases heading up to it as well this is this is on a much larger scale maybe this is the the main entrance maybe 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 this is how we get down there yeah i'm a little uncertain because you know uh sterling's sort of uh not seeing it so yeah. and i'm like i don't want to overstep my bounds being the student so to speak. Maybe so, this is like that time I stumbled into the occult ritual that turned out to just be a birthday party. <laughs> uh, well, let's not get too excited, Mr. Kincaid. Uh, this could, I suppose, be natural. Um, but let's get into this cave. It looks much bigger than the other one, at least. Yeah, uh, this one is a lot bigger. Like um, Once you actually get up there... Uh, it stands about 18 meters tall, so it is a very large opening in the cave. And the only reason it's it wasn't immediately apparent before uh, is because of the way that it was kind of pushed back into this this canyon. Um, <clears throat> now, with uh, I'll give you another archaeology roll, uh, Sterling uh, Higgins. Your extreme success, I'll count towards this as well. I'll just point out, you know. 18 meters is about 60 feet <laughs> yeah so yeah this, this we is could a... we could fly through this cave if we needed to what am i doing archaeology yeah all right so yeah you you succeed as well um you notice that the entrance to the cave is a bit wider than like it narrows down until it's only about 10 meters uh once you get a good 50 feet 50 uh, 100 meters or 50 meters, 150 feet or so into the cave. Although the opening is still wide enough that, uh, you know, you don't need your torches quite yet. But yeah, uh, the entrance to the cave has been worn away quite considerably. But once you get deep enough into it, you can see clear, straight lines carved into the stone as if it was a, a passageway. And uh, every... 20 or so feet there is a carved statue of some female being they've kind of been worn down a little bit um apparently from wind flow but yeah the the distinct the, the shape is distinct um and she takes many different poses um in one in one pairing, uh, she's sitting cross-legged. In the next one, um, she's standing. And in the next one, she's kneeling on one knee. Um, and so, yeah, as you move forward, there are four pairs of these uh, statues as you move forward. And then, once again, there is a cave-in. Like right now? <laughs> no, you, you get about 200 yards in, and then, yeah, there there's another cave-in. But yeah, this this cave goes about two hundred yards in that direction. Is there a, a line drawing, mm-hmm. Mr. Sterling? Does this female figure match the one you saw? Well, I'm still sketching them out, but 
It does seem familiar. I'm interested in the different poses. Is this some uh, sort of... There would probably be some rituals involved with each pose at each sculpture, like perhaps the one where she's kneeling. This represents early childhood. Um, <laughs> and what's the next one? There was a... They're sitting cross-legged, kneeling, and... Uh, uh, yeah, one just standing. Standing. That's, That's the, first the first one. Yeah, then there's kneeling, then there's... Uh, then they're sitting cross-legged, and the last one is her just laying down. Well, yes, there's a, a clear descent in the narrative in these carvings. Yes, perhaps yeah. descent, perhaps uh, Humbling something Humbling oneself else. before yeah. a deity, perhaps? Oh, but perhaps the other way. Perhaps this is the exit, mm. and she starts sleeping. She rises. Perhaps this perhaps this symbolizes the sunrise. Perhaps. Or the changing forms of the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything uh, occult-wise that... Uh... Um, most of, of what there would be has been kind of, at least on the statues, has been kind of wiped away by time. But there are some glyphs that you can see carved into the wall behind each one. Uh, they're very weathered and they're hard to make out. And there are pieces of them that have just been completely worn away. <clears throat> but yes, there is some and, writing. And assuming since our archaeology rules didn't catch it, they bear no resemblance to Egyptian hieroglyphs or anything like that. Um, yeah. Kincaid sees them and, and he's like, I told you there are markings. I told you. Although Sterling, you can definitively say they are not Egyptian hieroglyphics. Um, no, but I will use my translator skill, which says I can um, translate unknown languages. Yeah. If you have an, un the way that that one works is if you have an unknown language where you have a reference to translate it into a language you do know, uh, then you so can translate that language. Oh, but I don't have a reference yet. Yeah, not yet. Um, well, I'll make a note in my journal, sketch the glyph as best I can, and yeah. its association with the the particular pose for, for later reference. Um, but yeah, towards the very back, um, Harold Jacobson sees uh, a Hopi glyph that's carved into the wall but it's a more modern one it hasn't been worn away like the other ones have uh, but it's just one and can what he is, read it what does it say uh do your language check oh you got push, push it, it or As, right. uh, if i fail i forget all hopi language <laughs> <laughs> uh, or whatever else you come up with you'll just mistranslate it Ah, oh. uh, <laughs> all right. Oh man, what a loser! So yeah, he failed. Um, and he says uh, it doesn't make any sense. It 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 just means bear. Yeah, this, this uh, is the Hopi bear goddess. Everybody knows that. <laughs> uh, or perhaps a place where a bear had wintered. All right. So while the uh, academics are kind of looking things over, taking sketches and, and whatnot. Harold Jacobson, uh, speaking to Arthur says, I better go check on, on those, uh, on those two men that we sent down to the other cave. They, uh, Samuel and Peter are good men, but 
they're not made for this kind of terrain. So I'm going to go check on them. Man, I can't remember what we call our mule and Brandon's D and Steve. Yeah, Steve. That, they're both Steve. Yep. <laughs> Immortal, omnipotent NPCs that <laughs> are under constant threat of being destroyed. All right. So, yeah, you uh, you are doing what you would do. Um, but yeah, everyone that's in the cave, uh, roll a listen check. And I'll roll. Fail. Fail dramatically. <laughs> okay. It's because we're still talking about we're in some deep end. How did you make those associations? Mm. Expl explanation for the statues. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you guys are in, in deep conversation over this. And Kincaid is just pacing back and forth, talking to himself about his own glories. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so name in the newspaper in lights, perhaps even. Yeah. Yeah. G E Kincaid and master of archeology. span <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah. What else would you like to do in this area? Well, quite clearly this is a temple and everything is pointing towards the center and that's blasted cave in. Cuts us off once again. How does it look? We have a better chance of excavation. So yeah, if you want, want to uh, roll your knowledge or your education, see if you understand any anything of that. Um, Arthur, if you want to do your natural world. Just a regular success for me. Oh, no. <laughs> and Sterling, did you want to take a roll? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to do a strength roll. Mm. Just go for it. Just try to <laughs> try to push on some rocks. So yeah, you failed horribly on that one. <laughs> um, so yeah, Williams, you know, seems almost desperate to get to the other side to to reveal whatever <laughs> if there are more statues or or if this passage continues. And so he's just shoving at, at the rocks and trying to pull anything, and he manages to get a, a couple of little pebbles to break free. But uh, for the most part, he just uh, manages to scrape up his hands pretty good um arthur you're you're sitting down in there looking at this and you're a little bit shocked because you didn't believe anything like this existed here so yeah. you're kind of blown away by that uh higgins on the other hand takes a rational approach uh he goes up and he puts his ear against the rock wall and and starts tapping at it and hitting it with uh some things to try and get an idea of how how deep it might go and um you can tell that you, you you can't hear anything on the other side of this. Like you can't you can't tell if the difference between uh, this area of the cave in or if it was just the cliff. So uh, your intuition uh, based on that kind of kind of says that this this is a big collapse. Yes, I expect several tons of rock lie between us and whatever is at the center. Yes, I couldn't move it at all. <laughs> we'll have to go to the next cave. It's impassable. <laughs> and, and Kincaid uh, kind of uh, looks at you, Sterling. He's like, does this give you at least some indication that I, I am validated in, in my find? Will you return to the Smithsonian and, and help me get the, the funding that I require to search this in depth? Well, here's what I don't understand. This cave-in, I don't think it happened last year. Or in the last 10 years, do I? 
No, this is obviously uh, quite old. And to believe your story, Kincaid, the cave-in was recent. Uh, this is not the, the entrance that I had found. The entrance that I had found did recently cave in. It's a different this, entrance. Yeah, Canada. this entrance. This entrance may have been buried for centuries. I, you okay. know, perhaps, you know, perhaps even it was purposefully caved in by whoever made the tunnel in order to hide. Oh, yes, it must be. It must be. They must have done it themselves in order to hide the, their treasures in, this, in the same way that they would uh, seal off tombs. Our only option is to check more caves. Because I, I agree, I agree. Unless um, we go the dynamite route. Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, we left the good doctor back at camp. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, there is enough time uh, if you want to check uh, one more of the caves, that one just south of the first one you had found. Yeah, let's do it. This is a mighty big cave, and I might have to use my amputation dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> I accidentally hit the wrong Everything button. is dynamite. Yeah. All right, subscribe a little bottle. <laughs> Tiny dynamite. Well, we kind of do. So, yeah, as you uh, head down to the next one, you, you're you all kind of uh, in deep conversation over what the potential implications of this are and, um, and your excitement level for being on this journey go from being determined to to show a huckster for what he really is to potentially being a part of, of something that is, uh, that will forever be told in the annals of, of archeology. span Yes. But in my mind, we're not seeing anything to do with Egyptians here, but, but rather that something that might diverge from common thought that our ancestry originated in one place. Cause this, along with that bone we found, I'm sure you would agree, Mr. Sterling, um, goes against that prevailing theory. Yes, we have, very solid leads, and we shall follow them wherever they direct us. Indeed. And uh, actually, if you want to roll your occult. <laughs> now I'll discredit myself. Extreme Ooh, success. Nice. All right. So while you didn't know what the glyph was on the wall, um, you're reminded of a writing by a... Um, somewhat discredited archaeologist that had been uh, seeking uh, a civilization whose language was called Aklo. Um, he, uh, was, he is currently heading to South America, more, more specifically Peru, mm. in order to kind of try and follow up on those. Uh, what was his name again? You're, you're, I you're feel annoyance. Like, uh, was it Jacobson or... <laughs> Jackson, uh, what was his name? <laughs> Forget. Was it Elias? You just you just uh, can't seem to bring it bring right. it to mind right now. But but you know that that uh, this has been considered, and so right. Um, now Jackson was your companion. It was the mm, guy that yeah. hired you. That escapes me for some reason. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, uh, yeah. That that's kind of in the back of your mind, and although you're a little bit hesitant to to throw out. A, an idea that has gotten other people drummed out of academia. Right. Yeah. But it's on the tip of my tongue though, but then I, <laughs> I reserve it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's in the back of your mind and the rest of you may notice that he's a little bit quieter as he, as he's traveling than he normally is. Uh, 
he seems almost contemplative. All right. So yeah, you get to the the next one and yeah, once again, this cave opening is at about the exact same level as the others. Um we'll get a climb check by uh Arthur. Hard success. Hard success. All right. So yeah, you once again mountain goat your your way up the the cliff face, tie off a rope. Um and at the top uh, just a few feet into the cave, you find a dead body, a human dead body. Oh, okay. Um, I'll f- do first day. So yeah, do. <laughs> <laughs> um, first of all, you're you're not quite accustomed to seeing dead bodies, so uh, you will take one point of sanity loss. Okay. Where is that? Um, up at the top under characteristics on the right hand. Yeah. Yeah, it's supposed to also calculate how much you can lose bef- that that floor before you start having bouts of madness. But mm. oh, it, I see, it's not quite uh, had, grabbing it. Yeah, for some reason, it's not. What is it? Is it ten percent or is it? Uh, f- I think floor is a macro thing that rounds down. That's what that would mean, right? Yeah, I was yeah, just wondering if you knew your. Like what it would be, not so one macro. fifth one is fifth. where you're okay. indefinitely insane. If you use, lose one fifth of your insanity, then yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you lose five points at once, that's where you have a temporary bout of madness. Yeah. Mm. All right. So yeah, you're you're immediately taken aback and and uh, jumping Jehoshaphat. <laughs> yeah, this is a fairly fresh corpse as well. Um, so yeah, we'll okay. we'll leave it to you to. I mean, is there any evidence, like just from looking at it, how how he died? Uh, violently, and it looks like he has been dragged to this point. Okay. I mean, you can tell that he's been dragged, um, and pieces of him are missing, as if something had been chewing on him. All right, probably a wildcat. I'll um, shout over the edge to these guys. Got a dead body up here. Hurry up, and I'll pull out my three fifty seven Magnum. Mm. <laughs> so one of our helpers? No. <laughs> uh, roll your uh, your survival skill. I don't have an alibi. Extreme <laughs> success. All right, nice. so extreme success. Yeah, you kind of circle around the body, and you notice that there aren't any animal tracks mm. around it. You don't. Like, you can see the drag marks, but they're coming from inside the cave as if something was dragging it out of the cave. Ah, uh, okay. And, yeah, you don't see any animal footprints. The The um, drag marks have almost like a weird pattern, like almost like a, uh, um, you know, how like a dogs or cats have you know separated pads yeah it's almost like that except they're farther apart from each other okay how you up is it a hopi indian just hurry up (laughs) (laughs) what is it Uh, so we climb up there here i'll toss him down so you can look at him (laughs) (laughs) actually arthur um the idea pops in your head that uh the doctor may have more information on yeah um yeah, we're going to need the doctor. Well, this is the last cave we'll be able to look out today, right? Is that what you said? Yeah. Well, well, perhaps we should 
look around a little bit, and then we can carry the corpse back to the good doctor. I'm not certain he'll have the constitution to make it up here. Right? What yeah, type? We'll have to, because we're not carrying a corpse down yeah, the road. What kind of we condition? can use the Sterling method to get him back. <laughs> what kind of condition is? Is the corpse in? Because it's been, like... Uh, it's fairly fresh, but okay. it, it's it was within about a week. Um, so, yeah, it, it is starting to show signs of... Arizona heat, or, yeah, you know, with like that area. Yeah, it has a little bit of the bloat that a body settles into and being left out in the open. Yeah, I think we'll be good. Um, <laughs> yeah it's dried out a little bit. Yeah, um, we're not carrying. But, although perhaps yeah, they, yes, it won't survive the journey. It does have. Yeah, it is a bit, a little bit squishy. Yeah. Um, the Larkin expedition. I exclaim. Ah. I remember. <laughs> and then I'm quiet again. <laughs> so yeah, no, yeah. You know, you, the rest of you don't understand, but yeah, he just suddenly pops off with Larkin. The Larkin Expedition. <laughs> so does the corpse have clo- clothing? And- it does have uh, some shreds of clothing left on it. Um, and can we tell what? Is it an Indian? or? Uh- so uh, most of what made it identifiable has been shredded. You can tell that it does have kind of modern clothes for the 1920s. Like it has... it appears to have some sort of like a bits of flannel on it and a little bit of like blue jean material as well left on it. Mm. one of us, but something dragged it out of that cave. Yes. So something's in that cave or, or was in that cave. So give me the electric torch. That's why is going into a cave. No, (laughs) it isn't. But I'll approach, you know, um, the flashlight pointed in and my pist- my revolver in my other hand. Just yeah. give a ger- general warning. Yeah, and you do have your you do have your magnum revolver that yeah. you have used to either scare off or kill animals that yeah. that have harassed you before. I warn you, I'm known as a straight shooter. <laughs> Whoever's in there. I love you, Brandon. <laughs> You've been going to therapy to be more social, so you wrote yourself a bio that you plug in every. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. Um, Yeah, once again, this, like the other caves, though, is surprisingly straight. Well, for one, I'm not surprised. This would be the third such cave we've seen. Any other rest of you have a weapon on you? Right. Couldn't imagine what for. <laughs> Mr. Sterling. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to look around for uh, some Stick. kind of branch. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll have you know that early man <laughs> fought off hordes of all sorts of rampaging critters with just a pointy stick and some rocks. Perhaps you could pick up a hefty rock. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll pick up a rock. Now you guys all go it. ahead. I'll be right behind you. <laughs> Should we stay out of your field of fire, though? I, yeah. It's called Overwatch. <laughs> <I'm> not... <laughs> All right, so, so yeah. Spot hidden. So I'm carrying a rock and that's it, too heavy for me to swing. Full in more. But yeah, once, once you all get up there, um, do you want to do anything with the body or just leave it how it is and bring the others up? Yeah, I don't want to move it because they pop. Yeah, okay. So, um, so yeah, the rest of you will also take one point of sanity loss for the the body. Yeah, yeah. for the body. I just introduced um, just just the 
the state that it's in. Man, that's always how it goes in Call of Cthulhu. I found something that's making me feel wacky. Come <laughs> over, check it out. <laughs> yeah. You, you educated fellas are queasy at the site, aren't you? I wasn't bothered a bit. Mildly, yes. I'll, no shame in admitting it. I'm just kidding. I was also disturbed by the site. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we'll leave that body alone and we'll see if I can shine the light into the cave and see anything dangerous. Just start blasting. Uh, so uh, spot hidden checks by everyone there. Mm. Oh, I succeeded. Fail. But not a critical failure. Ooh. All right. Nice. So Arthur... Um, you're looking down, like you're shining your your torch down down the cavern, and it it does go down quite a ways. Like your torch doesn't hit the end. Once again, like the the last cave you found, uh, the walls are carved here. Um, there aren't any statues, but uh, it does it does look like uh, this had once been worked, and where the walls meet the ground, you see something scurry away from your light like you don't get a good a really good glimpse of it but uh it looked to be uh about the size of a very large dog okay um and i mean a very large dog like uh you remember how big griffin was like yeah. a little bit bigger than him like a saint bernard sized dog and yeah. um yeah it just almost like a a lizard fleeing it shoots in back into the darkness oh did you guys see that and sterling yes you did see it um and you're gonna need to roll a 1d4 for sand loss on this um because what you saw doesn't make sense to your brain how do i roll one uh, backslash yeah r1d4 yeah, yeah, slash also, R space one Yeah, over on the left hand side, there's a also a die down yeah. at the bottom that you can open up a, and then just click on the. Or sorry, uh, forward slash then. Yeah, uh, space between R and one D four. Back or forward? I can't remember. Forward. There you go. All right. So yeah, uh, yeah you'll lose uh, two, just for the short glimpse that you, you'll lose two sanity just for the short glimpse that you saw of it. Because it looked almost as if the lower half of it had three limbs, um, with two of them being vaguely human shaped that split where the ankle would be into uh, four small appendages. Uh, whereas the third one looked almost like a lizard's tail that also split at its end into uh, four different pieces with pads on it. Uh, and you didn't happen to catch the top half of it, but it looked as if it was colored to, to fit in with the stone. Um, but yeah, it, it just uh, goes shooting back in, into the darkness. Um, I grab with, my head. With a speed that... <laughs> we'll all be. <laughs> I've never seen this, this creature the legs <laughs> and, and the ankles. So yeah, you're a scientist and, and you know, 
even though it, it shook you, there's something in your mind that, that is trying to rationalize what it was. You're like, this, this must be some sort of aberrant lizard of, of some sort, some some offshoot of like a Gila monster or something that uh, that uh, has been hiding in these caves. Do we dare go further into this cave, gentlemen? It looks like a very, very big dog. So it looked like a lizard. Set my big rock down on the... It seems to be afraid of us, so yeah. I don't know what we should fear. Maybe it is a chupacabra. Well, yeah, it did run away, so I'll start inching forward. See if I can see where it went. Yeah. Um, yeah, as you move deeper into the cave, it does go back about another hundred yards or so. Um, once again, with the worked stone walls on the sides, um, with hints of erosion from wind uh and now you guys as you get deeper you you see a few more of those um archaic symbols that are are kind of carved um almost in like outlined areas is almost as if it's a a sign of some sort like a like a stop sign basically it has a glyph inside a shape or something yeah it yeah it's like a almost like um you know the shape of like a rupee in yeah so yeah, it has the, the the kind of pointed top and bottom, and then flat on the sides. And yeah, there's a a, a vertical grouping of those symbols. Hmm. Um, Do they match any of the ones that I recorded from the other cave? One of them does. Like the top one does. Which uh, statue did that bear a relation to? Um, that one was behind the last one where she was laying down. Okay. Um, but yeah, as you go deeper and deeper, you still don't see this thing uh, but you start hearing the sound of of dripping water uh, almost like they're ahead of you there there should be some stalactites or something like that so you're kind of expecting to come across something like that um, and as you move forward and move forward uh, the, that sound gets louder and louder and you start hearing more and more of those those dripping sounds until you come to what looks almost like a carved stone door that has uh a hole about the size of a basketball that's been broken out of it. Um, and yeah, it, it seems almost like a dead end other than that. What's the chance the big boulder I picked up as my weapon is the key to this door? <laughs> <laughs> Critical luck roll. Roll persuasion. <laughs> that, that would be quite the persuade. Don't worry. <laughs> I'll charm the door. Yeah, I've seen John fast talk his way out of harder situations than That's this. That's true. Um, but yeah, it, it almost looks like a double door, a swinging double door uh, that you would see at any kind of palace, except it's made out of pure stone, almost as if it had been carved into that shape in the mountain. Got a door there, huh? <laughs> Open her up. And... So it's like a dead end. So the dog went through the door. Um, yeah, whatever this thing was, it apparently, even though it seemed unnat, like it would, like there was no way it could fit through the hole in the door that that's you know about about the size of a basketball. That's the only explanation for where it went. I'm pretty small. <laughs> Wait, can we push on the door? Pull on the door? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you push on it, you pull on it, but it doesn't seem to move at all. And and if we look in the hole? Um, yeah, you can see that the cavern goes well, well past it. 
See a guy fit himself through a tennis rack on the Guinness World Book of Records show. I think you can do it. <laughs> Basketball size. Hmm. Yeah. Kind of like going at the hips, the shoulders. Yeah. That'll, <laughs> yeah. You, you kind of look at it and you, you, you figure you might be able to get your shoulders through. Your hips are, would be a... <laughs> Uh, a question. Yes, I have an academic's girlish hips. Yeah, but I'll give it a shot. <laughs> I, perhaps uh, if I could have the light, um, Arthur. Yeah, I might crawl through there. What would that be? That'd be. Uh... So yeah, it seems foolish, Higgins. Uh, why? Well, how else are we gonna well, get through there? We can. Uh, do you think I could follow you? <laughs> well, no, but I might be able to see something once I'm. On the other side to to get the door open. Okay, fair enough. Take so, the pistol. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid it would be wasted in my hands. Maybe a uh, size roll with it inversed, so the bigger you are, the harder it is. That could work. Yeah. Um, so fail a size roll. Yeah, essentially. Well, let's see. What other skills could you possibly? Yeah, Dex could work for. Contorting oneself. Yeah. Uh, I certainly can't fit. I don't know if there's. Um, so, sorry. yeah, we'll say that anyone with a size rating higher than 50 would automatically be too big to, to fit through. Okay. Um, anyone under that will need to make a dex check in order to be able to wiggle their way through. Um, yeah, I might be able to fit through too. Yeah, I have a size 40. Mm-hmm. Same. Same. <laughs> We're all on the 1920s diet. I think Harold Harold was the only one that was considered like a larger, beefy. yeah, beefy type person. Uh, but yeah, that's that's where it stands. Um, and shining the the light through that hole, um, you can see that that the door is really pretty thick. It's a good solid ten feet of stone um, until it it you see darkness beyond. Well, let me go first. So I All got right. the pistol. I'll hand the electric torch back to you. <laughs> I think you let them go first, and if anything starts attacking them, you just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have a backup academic if you lose one, but... Yeah. That's always the scary thing. You don't want two people. I, I thought about killing John's character, and that one was Stanton just because he could navigate. Right. Uh, All right. But yeah, Arthur's going first. I'll so, yeah. give you a boost up. If it's sort of awkward to crawl in on your own. Yeah. So, yeah, this uh, chunk appears to have, you know, deteriorated and broken through or something has broken it out. Um, There is some rubble down in front of of this hole, uh, but it's right in the middle of the door. Right. um, About three feet up. Yeah. So is that hole smooth? No, it, okay. it's pretty rough. It, so if we, you can tell that it's been broken. If we had some tools, we might be able to chisel yeah. more out of it. Yeah, with some time, you could probably open it up. Yeah, well, that'd probably be the smarter way to do it. Unless, do I think I could fit through it? Uh, yeah, you could. You think you? It would be tight, and you. They might have to push. Yeah, you. You might struggle to get in there, and once you do, you might struggle to get back. But okay, you, yeah, you're not unaccustomed to spelunking, and there have been times where you've kind of worked your way through tight caverns before all right let me give it a shot what do you want me to roll uh roll your decks could uh what would it be maybe uh survival like his spelunking type knowledge potentially he succeeds Um, yeah that would have been a a backup for him in this case um 
But yeah, you uh, begin to wiggle your way through. Um, and as you work your way through there, you the sound of uh, dripping water uh, begins to get louder and louder. Um, okay. So yeah, once you get to the other side, you kind of start peering your light around to see what, what it looks like on the other side. So roll a spot hidden. All right. Success. All right. So yeah, you're looking around and um, on the other side of this door, you see more of those statues, but they're in better condition. Okay. Um, But uh, as you're moving your light across some of those, you suddenly see two of those things scurry off into the darkness. Once again, you don't quite get a good look at them. But yeah, these these things, and it looks like they're running along the walls. Oh, okay. Ah! <laughs> All right, there's two of them in here. There's two of them in here. Oh, my face, my face. <laughs> they ran away. Do you think we can follow you? Yeah, and there's some more statues over here, too, for you guys to look at. I'm going to push them over and see if they break. <laughs> <laughs> Pick them up and throw them. All right, I try yeah, to come on through. Follow, follow through. So yeah, you can... You can manage to wiggle your way out uh, and drop down to the other side. Nice. So Sterling, yeah, he's he's persistent. He he uh, he sees squirrel my way through understanding and knowledge on the other side. So yeah, he uh, he forcefully wiggles his way through uh, and drops in on the other side, um, like a fish swimming <laughs> upstream. Kind, yeah, kind of. Well, I, I kind of imagine it like that scene in uh, Ace Ventura when he comes out of the rhino. Yeah, he's in <laughs> <a> reverse. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Uh, all right for Higgins. Yep, Higgins. Did you want to? My dex is, I think, the lowest here. But nice. <laughs> Higgins just kind of <laughs> jumps through. Yeah. <laughs> He, he yeah he just slides through like he's greased up or something like that and <laughs> and jumps through on the other side. Marvelous. My short stint with traveling gypsy carnival actors <laughs> <laughs> paid off. <laughs> and now that three of you are in there, you know it opens up. You can see that it opens up on the other side into a well kind of manicured cave entrance. Um, and as you look farther down, you. Uh, you see more and more of those statues just kind of line in the way, uh, repeating the pattern, uh, standing, kneeling, cross-legged, laying down. Well, I imagine that that will take me a fair bit of time as I'll want to look at each one and the associated glyphs. Yep. Um, roll your occult knowledge. Fail. I'll oh, push it, though. Push it. Or, you or could, just spend the one. Yeah, you can spend the one. But it's bad oh, luck. Yeah, Let's be honest. That. It's bad. What is my luck? 56? Yeah, I'll spend one. All right. So, yeah, you uh, you have something itching at the back of your mind. Um, it was uh, something something that your your nanny had, had uh, been telling you about uh, how long time ago there were there was a group of, uh, of people that had you know, been trying to save a small child that had gotten sick. Uh, is a type of sickness that, that uh, the cancer that that has no cure. And she said that these people went to a group of of uh, strange religious fanatics that had uh, supposed healing powers, but there was always a price to it. And one of the things that she that that sparks your memory is that they had statues of 
a very attractive woman that they would uh, that they'd worship, and you don't know why, but this these statues kind of pique your interest on that. Yeah, I'll be just muttering to myself as I look at them. Okay, and the the, the cave runs straight still, in the same yeah, direction. The cave continues to run straight, but we've made it past where the the other cavens were, so we're further along. Yep. Yeah, as you're like as you're continuing your investigation, uh, you hear things down the down the tunnel. I'm gonna look around by the door and see if there's any way to open it from this side. Yeah, um, yeah, nothing that you can you can see directly. It's um, ten feet you, thick. You can do a, a spot hidden if you want. Actually, everyone can do a spot hidden, and we'll fail. Right. So William succeeded. Arthur, you succeeded. Um, Somehow I did it twice. Yeah, that's yeah. that's fine. Um, so yeah, Arthur, these things don't seem to like the light, but every once in a while you'll catch a a flash of movement at the far end of your your torch. Okay. Glint of eyes, perhaps. Yeah. No, no, that and that's actually something that's a little unsettling to you. Is you're not seeing the glint of eyes right. that you would normally see in in creatures. Um, but William, you're you're kind of investigating, looking over things when. You notice on the wall there is a piece that uh, looks like it had been broken out. Um, and on this side of the walls, you also notice that there are weird dimple patterns all over the walls. Um, so outside of the this area, the, the walls were pretty smooth. They'd, they'd been kind of windblown. Inside, they still have a bit of that windblown characteristic to them, but... Yeah, there are little dimples all over the walls. Um, and at a place where it looked like some of these dimples had kind of congregated, like there were there were more of them here than anywhere else, there's a piece of the stone wall that looks like it had, it had uh, kind of stuck out a little bit that's broken off. And when you, you look at the stone on the ground, you notice a much smaller form of writing but it appears as if there are multiple languages on it. Okay. And one of them you actually recognize as Egyptian. <laughs> Great. So I I pick that up and it does it it fits back where it fell off. Yep. I kind of hold it up there, try to push it into place and try to translate it. Okay. Roll your Egyptian. My Egyptian's on point. I'll never fail. <laughs> 52 is what i have nice all right so yeah you got a 37 all right so that's a basic success so yeah you you know that uh you need a little bit more reference material for some of the hieroglyphics but yeah the ones that that uh kind of speak out to you uh reference health they reference uh the gods and they reference eternity so we, I go to Higgins and show him our book, like all our notes we've made, and we we start comparing these glyphs. Yeah, and when he shows you it, um, Higgins, you immediately recognize that one of them is very similar in structure to the Aklo you've you've gotten right. a little glimpse of. Yeah, I'll divulge some of 
uh, the more occult information that I have that um, this figure that we see in the statues bears a resemblance to stories I heard from, I suppose they would have their origin in, in the southeastern United States, Louisiana thereabouts. But uh, same thing, health and healing, it, uh, very similar. And okay. perhaps, perhaps a, a later a later version of what we're seeing here. I was thinking at first that when you were going to put something up, you were going to hide the fact that there was Egyptian glyphs here, <laughs> just so Kincaid wasn't right. <laughs> and Kincaid is actually on the other side right. of the door. He's, That's what he, I was thinking. He'd have no idea. <laughs> yeah, he's not He's not in here. But yeah, every once in a while, he, he shouts there. All right. Set. What? Do you find anything? Is anybody there? <laughs> uh, just a second, Kincaid. We're looking at it now. But uh, in any case, this bears... Um, a resemblance to a, a language uh, purported, uh, very little proof, mind you, called Aklo, and take it for what you will. So yeah, roll your uh, archaeology. There are expeditions going on uh, now in in the South America for this very similar similar language. Extreme, mm. extreme. So yeah, you you've heard of this, and you know it's associated with a theory kind of that he'd been suggesting to you that all civilizations had actually started out on Pangaea and that as the continent separated, there was some sort of cataclysm that, that kind of threw the people. Yes. A, a lost continent. And in, in fact, yeah. uh, would be uh, about the, the Pacific ocean. Yeah. The in your mind, you had always thought that it was a ridiculous notion along the lines of, um, you know, the discredited, ideas of Atlantis or um, other things along that nature. Finding Egyptian here may rewrite all of history, Higgins. <laughs> all of history. <laughs> yes, I think so. And I'll clasp both his hands and mine and we'll jump up and down like schoolgirls. <laughs> now, Arthur, bring the light. Bring the revolver. Yeah. We've got to get back and share this with Kincaid and the good doctor. Uh, only us can know about this. <laughs> good job, Arthur. No survivors. Or should we? We are here. Before we climb back through the door, should we go to the end of the passage? There I would are, vote Those yes. things are down there. I keep seeing them on the edge of the light. What are they? I don't know. You saw it better than I. Well, lizards. Simple biology would say that they're. What are they eating down here? They it's ran alongside the, the wall when I came in. Lichen, mushrooms. Actually, as you get close to the wall, you notice that those dimples on the wall resemble the footprints of whatever yeah. dragged the human this body. This looks just out. like the prints for whatever dragged that body out outside. So we know someone else was in this cave. Well, they're, yeah, and they got dragged out dead, but I don't know but, if they but, made it this far. I don't know if they squeezed through this hole. Roll your natural world real quick. Fail. Ooh. I don't know anything about the natural world. <laughs> Let's see. How about, the, how about you two also roll your natural world on me? That is my natural world. Ten. Fail. Okay. And Sterling. An extreme. Extreme success. Nice. So, yeah, while, while he's talking about um, these things moving around out there, 
you're something just strikes you out of nowhere. Uh, not like physically strikes you, but an idea suddenly enters your mind that uh, you keep hearing these sounds of dripping water, but the air is incredibly dry, like way too dry if there is dripping water somewhere in this cavern. But you can't get past the idea that like you can clearly hear dripping water. We can hear the dripping water, but the air is dry. The cavern's not musky or damp. And, and when he mentions the walls. it, it it's kind of like that, that moment in a movie where everyone suddenly realizes that all sound has stopped around them, even though they're in like a forest. And yeah, there's, there's something just unsettling and unnerving about the fact that you can hear water, but hmm. there is no feeling of it in the air. The air hmm. is dry. I'm not sure what skill, like I, as a player, have a theory of what we're hearing, like a echolocation type hmm. detection, but uh, <laughs> I'll, um, I'll put that in the back pocket because I don't know if I have a skill that would... I'm not sure what animal actually maybe? makes a sound, like whales would... Uh, you know, bats, bats, but I, I don't know if they use like they like I think whales have a, a kind of a ping sound that they they listen to, right? Or some yeah. whales, yeah. but I'm not sure if bats have if they do the same type of ping, do they? Or they just who knows, but so maybe biology, yeah, yeah, but I don't have the um, education. I'd have a one you could try an education, okay, yeah, it would be a uh, we'll try hard. And you got it. So, yeah. Yeah, you connect the two. just happened. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll, I'll announce without preamble, echolocation. That's what we've been hearing. So these creatures are uh, making that noise? Yes, that's how they see. And, yeah, thinking back to the other caves you've been in now, you could hear them on the other side of the cave-ins. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, change that coined by James Higgins, 1919. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just never made it out. That's why. Yep. <laughs> just always add, like, a sort of... A sort of... Exo echolocation. Uh, I'm thinking uh, of it because there's no term for it. Echolocation. Okay. Well, let's, let's, just, well, let's just take a quick look, and then we'll have to head back. So we want to leave here in enough time to get back to camp before it's dark. Don't want to be climbing these canyons after dark. But we can't, we can't hear the echolocation right now. It's all gone quiet. No, it, there is actually a, a lot of that sound. Like, it almost seems as if minute by minute there, there's more of that sound building down the cavern path. Yeah, I don't know what you fellows are talking about with sound. Well, I think... Why don't you fire that pistol of yours and we'll <laughs> see if it echoes and kind of see if this, this echo location changes after Sir, such a loud noise. Do you not know what the rules of gun safety are? <laughs> do you in 1920? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, but I do know like it's not smart to shoot a gun inside of a, a enclosed space like this. Yeah. Can I my turn off the oven? But yeah, let me flash that light around and see if I can catch sight of any of them. Um, so yeah, you, you catch little glimmers of it, little flashes of, you know, a scale leg. Um, no, just leave it off. Um, scale leg here or yeah. a little flash of, of something there. They do, their coloring does match the rock surprisingly well. Okay. Um, 
but yeah, more and more and more, um, you not only see them scurrying on the walls, but, um, you'll catch a glimpse of one on the ceiling as well. And let's get out of here. Could he compare this to like any natural world, like hunt, like pack hunters perhaps, or. Well, yeah, he roll your natural world real quick. Um, Roll your survival. Oh, right. Yeah. I get to do that. I was Uh, almost, uh, yeah, no. So yeah, you, you've never seen over my head. (laughs) Yeah. You're, you're a bit freaked out by these things because you, you, there are some sort of species that you've never seen before and their behavior is almost too intelligent. Yeah. Like it, it's something that you're, that really unnerves you. And so you're not thinking clearly. Well, we definitely need to get out of here. Right. Yeah. But, um, why don't I go first back through this? Yes. (laughs) Hurry up. Get moving. All right. So another dex roll. Yeah. With advantage of their helping. Eh, He made it. (laughs) No, his his fear, uh, to get out of there has, has shoved him him forward. Yep. Come along, Higgins. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, I, it's a little different from this angle. I, I appear to be unable to progress any further. My shapely, <laughs> effeminate hips have <laughs> stuck fast. Blast that I sat in a chair at a desk for so long. It spread my pelvis. <laughs> um, yeah, so I? do a sanity roll here. Okay. Uh, oh. Success. So yeah, it's you're you're <laughs> scared, but yeah, you're you're holding yourself together. Like you don't this being trapped like this is is uncomfortable for you. Um, Should I push it? So yeah, we'll do 50%. one more dex roll. Okay. Get yeah, some help. Give yeah. him some help, like push him or pull him. Um, he's at a point where no, he's like William. Away from William him. might be able to like get a hold of his hand and pull. Um. All right. But yeah. It, Another dex roll, you say? Yep. Got it. Nice. Just All right. On. So yeah, Williams Williams is pulling and yeah, you you tear your uh clothes a little bit as you're as you're getting at it um around your around your hips. So like your pocket grabs on something and kind of tears a little bit, but yeah, you manage to fight your way free. Uh, my father's pocket watch. Um, <laughs> and so Arthur as they're Arthur, leaving we're on the other side these things like the sounds seem a little bit closer and you're seeing a, a, a few more scurryings as, as, uh, they realize that you're alone yeah. here. Okay. Um, yeah, well, I'm going to scurry through then because right. I can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. In terror. Yeah. You, uh, <laughs> wings of you, fear. Yeah. You go flying through there. Like, like it was a, a hallway made for you to walk down. Yeah. Um, you were earthworm wild shaped. Is what you did. Yeah. But as you entered <laughs> that <Sand> tunnel, <laughs> you felt something on your foot, <laughs> which, yeah, really, really caused you to just yeah. force your way through there. <laughs> but yeah, it felt like something kind of tugged on your boot as, uh, as your foot was coming back in. I don't like it. Check, um, check the soles, man. Yeah. See if you got marks. Yeah, I mean, I'll look at my boot. Yeah, um, and you can see where something had kind of grabbed on it, almost as if it had tons of tiny little barbs. Yeah. That had just kind of scraped the leather. Yeah, okay. 
All right, let's. Is there any? Let's put your rock into this hole and any other rocks we can find. <laughs> Try to stop them from following us. Okay. Yeah, I'll pick up my big too big to be used as a weapon rock and try to fit it in there yeah and you can hear the sounds of dripping water on the other side just yeah. just echoing through that that tunnel as you guys are sealing it in Kincaid, grab a rock too he says what why you you look like you've seen something what yeah. what did you see what what's going on there are there's creatures, creatures, in, creatures there. in there they're strange what nothing has ever been seen like them before they killed that man outside and I think they they want to kill us. They almost got me. I'll show them my boot. Well, well, what did we do? What did you find in there? The writings. You were right. The Egyptians were here. And all fear is gone from him. You know, as soon as you, you say that, and he's shouting to the ceiling, you know, I was right. They can't deny me now. I was right. I will prove it. My drawings would never be proof to the Smithsonian. Yeah, we're going to But you we'll uh, to come back. brought the rock with you, right? Like you pushed no. that broken piece through? No? I held it up to the wall, and then I set it back down. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you you kind of have to drag him away. Yeah. Uh, like Higgins and Higgins and Arthur are, are like, forcefully trying to jam this, these rocks in there. Um, while, yeah, Kincaid is, like, like just... Saying some little yeah, lizards we, aren't going to keep me from this. Yeah, th- we can't let this stop us. Just some some creatures can't. We can't let that stop it. We'll come back with, we'll come back with guns, and we'll come back prepared next time. We will. Yeah. We will be ready for this. Yeah, we'll need more firepower. Yeah, we'll come back but, tomorrow. But yeah, we cannot but let this now, stop us. Let's go get this corpse back to the doctor. See if we can learn anything else. Um. So, like Arthur had mentioned, the corpse is at a point where. If you sh- mess with it too much, it might just pop on you. Um, so you, you just leave it. Yeah, you can kind of see that uh, the joints have deteriorated enough to where, yeah, it, it's not. It's going to come off like soft cheese in your hands. Yeah. Although, after seeing the marks on your boots, you do see some similar marks on yeah. uh, some of the pieces of flesh that are still there. So they didn't eat it. There yeah. are pieces that are missing. There were though. pieces missing, but one can only assume the worst. Yep. So we're going. Well, if they're not eating flesh down there. What are they eating, Arthur? Once you uh, get back to camp, yeah, we're gonna have to leave it off there for the night. I've never seen nothing like those before. Well, I guess uh, what I was doing while they were doing that is I was tending to my feet, which are blistered. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I'm basically and sore. Yeah, sitting by a fire. Maybe I have some sort of container with water that I'm soaking them in and just smoking. <laughs> oh yeah, and um, once you get there, Harold is back with the other two, and they report very similar things. Um, so he kind of sketches out uh, the way that those other ones had yeah. had gone. You boys um, hear the hogwash that these people are trying to sell. <laughs> they found some sort of lizard. <laughs> no, they didn't find any lizards, oh, but they uh, found... Temple-like um, uh, entrances? Yeah, more more of these temple entrances. Okay. One of which, uh, the far southern one, actually goes through the plateau. Um, and that one has been almost completely carved out by the wind. But it goes all the way through the plateau. And on the far side of the wall... He mentions that 
there is another entrance there uh, on the far side that uh, when you mention the door, he mentions that there was that they could see across the um, the chasm there, the Grand Canyon. They could see similar things inside the cave from where they were, but the door was slightly ajar, hmm. almost as if it had pulled apart into the walls slightly. Huh. And you could get through? Uh, he said that uh, you, we would need climbing gear in order to get across there, but that it is a, a possibility. But yeah, the then the other one, one like the two first ones you'd found, goes a little ways and then hits a cave in. Well, I'll grab the Maxim gun from the boat. Mm. We'll take that. <laughs> All right. Well, no matter what lizards there might be in there, we have to remember that we have the Maxim gun and they have not. Ah, uh, yes. But, yeah, you know that Harold actually has a fairly decent arsenal with him. He's yeah. got he's got uh, his hunting gear with him, which he always has. He has his shotgun. He has his rifles. So, okay. Thankfully, we have two humans to help pull this Maxim around. <laughs> no. Does anyone have any experience setting traps? Um, Survival might cover that. Jacobson... He's he's the hunter, so yeah, he would have some some ability with that. But with that tiny hole, I think you could set a trap with the shotgun. Uh, yeah, so if one comes be... out. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. So yeah, that's where we're gonna have to leave it off for the day. Oh, okay. Hell yeah, man! It's one o'clock. Had fun, thanks, Justin. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to finishing this up. Yeah. But I finally got to be on the player side for Cold Cthulhu. Mm. Yeah. I've been wanting to nice. for a while. All right. So, yeah, we'll leave it out there. Ah, nice. This has been a Death Watch production. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.